friend of mine at work let me borrow Purple Rain on Blu-ray because I've just hadn't nice. got, got around seeing it yet and I want to. And uh, I was leaving work and I walked by a friend of mine's cubicle that was still working and he was talking to it. And this friend of mine's a shift lead and he had one of his teammates asking him questions. A moment of, of very much need. This rep just didn't know what he was doing and he was like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I just hear uh, when people don't know what they're doing. And uh he, he, I take Purple Rain and I hold it over the cube wall to just where you can see the top of Prince. And I'm just like, hey there, Kevin. I'm Prince from Purple Rain. You might know me from riding a motorcycle in Purple Rain. <laughs> I just did this weird. It doesn't even sound like Prince. It's not even a half-assed attempt. <laughs> Welcome to the Better Call Saul podcast brought to you by the Baltic Effect. My name is Trent. Uh, his name is Nick. Hello. And his name is Shane. Hola. There's a brief moment, a whiff of time that, that transpires before I do the intro and introduce you guys. And I forget who I am, where I am, <laughs> what I'm doing. flying out of your head. And it? I'm like, shit. What was I about to say? And I just, it just then it floods back in, and I'm like, and I, I kind of black out, and I'm like, did I do it correctly, or did I just announce a different show? Um, <laughs> this show is actually hosted by the demon that possesses Trent's body once a week, you know, that, uh, that, leaving him with no memory of the proceedings whatsoever. That thing possesses it more than once a week, my friend. He is always <laughs> in here. Um, well, before we get too far into my own demons, what time is it, Shane? It's time to exercise those trivia demons, because it's the quiz time! Fucking epic segue. We just fucking one-twoed <laughs> that one. We volleyed the shit out of that one, dude. Oh, yeah. We volleyed it like did, we were in a montage in Top Gun. Oh, I man! I back in awe. Iceman! Mm. Alright, guys, are you all ready for this? Mm-hmm. We have two okay. quiz question submitters this week. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, we have two I questions. Bet you can guess, I bet you can guess who they are. Uh, Lily and, and Brick Tales. Woohoo! And yes. Shane. So, two submitters. Okay, yeah, there's submitters. some Shane questions at the end. <laughs> but we got two submitters. Alright, we're going to start with Brick Tales again this week, guys. Woo-hoo. Brick Tales, number one. Easy question. Uh-huh. How many restaurants does Gus have at this point? Oh, fuck. Ooh, he said it. I know. He said it. Fuck. <laughs> it's a number. I know. It's I should have put that one down. At this it's point, a number greater than zero. Uh, well, that's a clue. Uh, I feel like it's a uh, it's a real number. It's Man. not an imaginary number. Oh, you know what? Not Since I don't know, I've got to do the yeah. square root of negative five. Um, all right. Nick says seven. Trent says nine. Correct answer is a prime number. It's seven. Ah, good job, Nick. Damn, that's it. funny. That's the exact same answer as the last question from last week that I typed in. Oh, <laughs> so, oh weird. Seven. What was the question? I, do you remember? Well, the answer is seven cell phones because it was like how many oh, phones were charging okay, on yeah. the on the chair or whatever. 
Yeah. Well, here's where it's gone. It's gone now. It's it's not happening now. <laughs> this is where it's a early After missing one. That's it for you. That's my only chance. Uh, is <laughs> I have to get them all right, Shane. I know how to play this game. Uh, I've played know. this game many a time. I've been locked in this hell forever. You might still have a chance. Uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, next question from Bricktails. Uh, get rid of this message from Nick. Where's the question from Bricktails? Okay. Jimmy took courses from the University of American Samoa Law Firm. What are two better law schools he could have claimed? Two for Trixie. Give me those two law schools. Give me two names of law schools that are not University of American Samoa. Erase what I thought you were asking. Now type in what <laughs> you are asking. Yeah, the answer is not University of American Samoa. Okay. <laughs> he took law. <laughs> you both said Georgetown. Mm-hmm. You both said Northwestern. You're both right. Yay. One point each. Yay. <sighs> Look, Trent gets a mark by his name. Okay. Uh, Ricktail's final question of the week is the pull. This is a question that is dating back to our coverage of this show over the last few seasons. Oh, Jesus. And also ties Mm. into this week, but Mm. how do you say five in Spanish? And think about this show and think about things that we've talked about in the last couple seasons and running jokes we might have had in the last few seasons. How do you say five in Spanish? Is that all he's asking? That's the question, but I don't know if the answer is what you might think it is. This is a question that the answer is going to benefit long-time Baltic Effect listeners. Or at least, like, two seasons ago, Baltic Effect listeners, perhaps. Uh, How do you say five in Spanish, according to our, like, jokes and stuff from... I'm giving you all too many hints here. How do you say five Yeah, because I, I know how to say five in Spanish. Yeah. I got that part, but I feel like what I know is wrong, and how do we say it? Trent, I wake up every morning thinking everything I know is wrong. Uh, fuck! What? I have an answer from Nick. Well, fucking course you do. Fuck, I don't know. Goddamn, what the fuck? This better make uh, a lot of sense, because I know I just got this wrong. Okay. Trent says Cinco, which, if this were being asked by your Spanish teacher, would be the correct answer. Or anyone, for that matter. Nick says, well, it should be Jello, but it was Alpine Shepherd Boy. The correct answer, according to Bricktails, was Jello. Do you remember that season where we were counting the episodes and it was, every, you know, it was like Jello, Cinco, they all ended in O. Oh. Uno, mijo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we had uh, our 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 uh, Jello boycott because Jello wouldn't let them use the name Jello. Well, they also hire fucking people for. Sp- no, let's not get into that. Um, okay. <laughs> well, that's it for Bricktails questions. At this point in the quiz, we are tied up three to one. Maji, Nick Maji. in the lead. Jesus. Hi, Jumanji. Okay. <laughs> now we have some questions from Lily of the Valley. All right. First question. What do Lalo and Elvis Presley have in common? Uh, both have the letter L in their name, but what else? What do Lalo and Elvis Presley have in common? Really? I have. Yeah, a look, this is Lily. You take it up with her. Yeah. Uh, 
I have no sort of a what does X remind me of question. I sound upset right now, but I'm actually glad because he couldn't have written this down (laughs) in his notes. So Mm. this makes me happy. I sound upset. I'm very happy. Uh, I was trying to think of. I'm just going to make a wild guess. I have no idea. Lalo and Elvis, give me one commonality. We know they're both Hispanic drug dealers. But what else Fact. do they have in common? They both die on a toilet. They both like peanut butter, <laughs> banana sandwich. <laughs> die on a toilet. Are you telling us something right. you know, ex-future-seeing fuck? I have. <laughs> and answers from both of you now. Trent says, Shit. them sweet sideburns. Means it's not right. <laughs> Nick says... Blue suede shoes, which amazingly is correct. You're I kidding. can't believe. He has blue suede shoes? shoes? You're kidding. I don't know. I don't remember his shoes, but this is from Lily, okay? Wow. Good job, Nick. Okay, tr- Fuck. Wow. Well, honestly, that was like a wild guess. And and seriously, Trent, I was thinking, does he have sideburns? And I, I was kinda, like, I know. They're little stubby ones. I was like, I was so close, uh, I was so close to writing sideburns. Wow. <laughs> Blue suede shoes. Fuck it. <laughs> right. like there you total... go, Nick. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. I, I, I just, I just flabbergasted myself. Wow. So. <laughs> well, Lily goes from a question I thought would be too difficult to get an answer for yeah. to her next question, which I think everybody's gonna get. Um, oh, good. Bill, as a Jimmy Buffett fan, is affectionately known by what name? What do you call? A Jimmy Buffett fan. Oh. Yeah. Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> he might just well, be a fan. Show. He might be a fan of thrift stores because Trent used to wear a Madonna World Tour T-shirt. Don't really you care don't like for Madonna. Madonna. I mean, she's fine, uh, I guess. But I mean, do you own any Madonna albums? I, I do. Know. I would I say we're equally as much a fan of Madonna. Um, but I found a shirt in a thrift store that was a world tour. I thought it was funny they had one my size. Um, well, I have two Madonna both, albums, I think. Oh, wait, you both said Parrot Head. Same thing that Lily said. You both got it right. Point I for each of you for Parrot Head. I wouldn't have known that 24 flow. hours ago. Well, no. 30, what? 36 hours ago. What? Seriously? They don't have parrot head culture up the, there with all of the margaritas and whatnot. I, I I would if if I hadn't looked up like the T-shirt because I wanted to know what it said underneath Jimmy Buffett and uh-huh. it was like the name of his band. But the, I so I I googled. <laughs> I'm Jimmy not going to ask you the name of the band later. But I I would have. Uh, oh sorry. Well no I didn't say it. But anyway. Well I'm not uh, asking but, it. Though. But no. But <laughs> if I like if you had asked me that question and I was yeah like. Yesterday morning, I would have guessed like I don't know Margarita Villians or something. That's like, not bad, oh, actually. The reason why it's more commonly known, I mean, like down here, we're I'm one state away from Florida. There's uh, parrot heads are like retired people that <laughs> move to Florida and drink margaritas on the beach all day and uh, some of them ride Harley Davidsons. Both and, of my uncles are huge parrot heads. They've seen Jimmy Buffett uh, on uh, like perform live uh, easily fifty times each. And Jimmy Buffett, this is like his lifestyle brand, but this is not Jimmy. Like the actual Jimmy Buffett, this is not him. But he has promoted it through his restaurants and songs and Margaritaville restaurants that this is a lifestyle that you can live. You can be a parrot head. Anyway, <laughs> well, see, like a deadhead. Ah, well, see, that's I didn't even know he was a Florida thing, but that explains Lily it's asking a beach question. Thing. 
Because Lily lived in Florida before she moved to oh. be with Brian. Oh. Yeah. Well, oh. Lily's next question oh. uh, has to do with some television here. The senior home, folks are watching the newlywed game. Who hosted the newlywed game? Oh, man. Or at least who was the host of this one? Because there's been multiple versions of the show, multiple uh. hosts. Who was the host seen on TV hosting the newlywed game in this episode? I just know it because it's spelled so... It's such a weird last name he's got. Of course you have it written. I remember it because of the old urban legend about him asking a question on this show where it was, what is the strangest place that you've ever made whoopee? And one of the contestants responded with, in the butt. Yeah, Yeah, that's amazing. She doesn't say in the butt. (laughs) She does not say in the butt. That contestant goes, I don't know, the ass, and they bleep it. And her husband, (laughs) the look on her husband's face is hilarious. He's laughing so hard. This is like big bearded dude, too. It's so great. The way it's done, that clip is amazing. I'm just picturing them going back home to their hometown and everybody knowing now what they're into. Um, Wait, 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 wait. wait. (laughs) I'm still getting an answer from Trent. I have an answer from Nick. That's got to be like one of the all-time... Like, I think I saw that on like one of the all-time best bloopers or something. I typed like, yeah, the word. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those uh, like best, greatest game show bloopers <laughs> of all time. Yeah. yeah, and because we were talking about it, I typed the word "whoopee" instead of the word I meant to type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trent said. Trent said, according to captions, "whoopee." Yeah. Wait, according to <laughs> captions, host. Yeah, host is who hosted it. Uh, Nick gave the dude's name, Bob Eubanks. Because cool. the urban legend always is in the butt, Bob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. She's like, that fucking lady, that had to have been planned. There can't be someone that clueless walking around being like, I don't know the ass. I don't know, man. Oh, seen some. Um, but did okay. you watch the or when you like when you were watching the episode? Were you looking at the closed captioning? It happened to be on, and what's frustrating about that is that it's really weird. It's Amazon's uh, like closed caption was on, and that was captioning what was on the TV. But because uh, Lalo was speaking Spanish, the made-into-the-video captions were showing what he was saying, and they were like on top of each other. So it became very frustrating. I learned lots about these contestants that day and where they gained yeah. water. We took on water, and I, I had never, yeah. I'd never well, heard I, it until the until Lalo got in and started talking to Hector. Mm-hmm. There, were, like I, I didn't try and read the the captioning after that, but but it's just like that whole show with the whoopee. It's all about. It's all about, like, innuendo. Yeah. The whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every version of this and, like, the match game and all those games it's is like, all about innuendo. It, it was like, I, I'm sure, like, for 1960s and 70s housewives in the day watching their... Oh, scandalous. ...game show, it was like, ooh. Yeah, it was okay to talk about... <laughs> I, say, I say it was okay. It was done. Let's just put it that way. People would commonly talk about like where their wife had gained weight. And then you notice like generations later the rise of divorce. Um 
if you look at the statistics <laughs> of when like people started like actually getting divorces, and then in that time period when it was like all the rage for everyone to get a divorce, it kind of kind of looked back like maybe we should all talk. the rage. Yeah, it was it was really in vogue for a certain period of time. Um, well, people were able to get them easier when they hadn't been able to before, so there was a, a big uptick because everybody that suddenly they couldn't was. have suddenly could. Uh, it was also how yeah. everyone looked at it because it was like, oh no, did you hear? She got a divorce. Oh, yeah. Don't talk to her. Like it changed. I think maybe yeah. what I'm getting at is I saw don't talk husband. about where your wife took on water, dipshit. Butt bob. Yeah. Well, I was like, uh, well, like the thing I was thinking was what, like reading that captioning, I was like, it's so interesting that this episode is airing right this week with what's going on in the world, and it's like there's no way they would make this show today, like. I mean, like they've this. made modern versions of it, but it but would be different. It would, yeah. And then it's called the Jersey yeah, Shore. Yeah. And what you were saying about divorce, like I remember when I was a kid watching Happy Days, mm-hmm. and uh, there was an episode where like Richie was like helping out a woman that lived a couple blocks away, and she was recently divorced, and it was like a big scandal. <laughs> that, like this, I told you, Happy Days was set in the fifties, even yeah, though it came out in the seventies. So it was, yeah. you know, set any time when that was a scandal. All the yeah, way yeah, into yeah. the eighties, you like no one got a divorce. Like you just didn't hear about it. Like you'd rather cut off an arm than get a divorce. And then you start hitting like like end of eighties, end of the nineties, and it's just like fucking people were getting married just to get a divorce. I, I, I it's so weird. Like friends that I know from different generations, how many of them their parents are still together versus like my generation where I don't know anyone in my generation that their parents are still together. I it's I read a, it's recently a crazy where uh, young people now young people these days yeah. like uh, millennials and stuff like because they waited longer to get married their divorce rate is very low. I just um, read so. that last week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When Kim told Jimmy, "quote We'll know it when we see it." Who was she quoting? I couldn't have come up with this name, guys, but um, I know the quote because it was the guy was it was a congressman or a senator or somebody talking about pornography, and oh. he, you know he was saying, "Oh, I don't." They're like, oh, how do you define pornography? And he's like, I know it when I see it. So who was that dude's name? Was, yeah, was he I, British? I, Kim does say it in the episode. Yeah, she said Might it. Have been British, I, yeah. He was I, a Supreme Court justice. Oh, because I read a thing about England. Oh, and okay. I read a thing about England and their porn today. They got some weird porn laws over there. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> like, not as weird as Japan, but pretty weird. Yeah, but, like, damn. <laughs> I also read that there's, like, no age of consent in France. And I was like, Whoa! No, no, France. Really? Bad France. Right. I know we That's got guns, but fuck you, France. God, come on well, now. You both said Potter Stewart. You both got that right. Good job, guys. Oh yeah. Um, we were getting that one. According know. to Jimmy, which constitutional amendment is quote pretty controlling? I think this one. Maybe a number between one and where are we at? Like twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah, sure. One and twenty-eight. You are a good American. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know them either, so don't, you know. I, don't. I dare say I pay more attention to things than some people do, but I don't know all of everything. More than me, more than likely, but, you know. Yeah. Dumb people get to get I don't smart know about people's that. shit. I don't know the, about that, Willis. I don't know all much right. about, uh, about Congress book. I have an answer from Trent. Yeah, you do. Nick, what, what part of our weird-ass U.S. American Constitution are we talking <laughs> about here? The number. What constitutional amendment is, quote, pretty controlling? Yeah, that there one. we go. Yeah. All right, you both plead the sixth, and you both got it right. Yay. Good job, guys. So that's one more point on those. 
Alright, last Lily question of the night. What is the colorful pattern on Meg's blouse? I did not know that character was named Meg. But I recognized that because I saw it when it was mm-hmm. on. And I said, oh, look at that. Who is Meg? Oh, Somebody I know. is named Meg. Meg oh. wears a blouse. The blouse has a pattern. Uh, the pattern is colorful. What pattern is it, though? I'm trying to... all over Meg's blouse. Uh, uh, I don't remember anyone pattern. that's... Someone we don't know other than Shirley. God, I'll never forget Shirley. Uh, gotta think about some of the scenes that are in the episode. I swear, a thousand There's percent a what I'm doing here episode. describing exactly what anyone should be doing in my position. <laughs> I think I know <laughs> what she's talking about. Oh! Okay. Wait, it's gotta be... Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. But I don't, don't remember, tell me. So what is it? Say, uh, but do tell me, because I'm asking. Give me an answer. Go. Either one of you. Or both of you, preferably. There we go. Just one of Trent you. Trent gave me an answer. Trent gave me an answer. Trent, if the if you got points for just turning in your answer first, Trent would totally rule this whole quiz. Because uh, he funny, doesn't have 17 pages to go through. Funny story. <laughs> funny story. Okay. It's called the Bill Rule. And <laughs> when the pod quiz first started, Trent's pretty good at typing and remembering faster than another podcast member. And so the rule used to be first one to get it in. And so uh, I would win just off of speed alone. And then oh, I'd be someone toast. was crying about that, and so they had to put in the bill rule. <laughs> I wonder who it was. Well, Trent says, Birdses. Birdses. Nick says, Nick gave a very vague answer at first, but he honed in. He said, <laughs> winged insects, oh. which could be a lot of things. But he said, dragonflies and butterflies and maybe some other flies. Correct answer is butterflies. I'll give it to Nick because that's nice. one of the many things you listed there, Nick. Yeah. Uh, Winged insects. Good enough. Yeah. Absolutely. I only saw butterflies when I noticed it. Okay, guys. That's why I remembered because she. It was like an unusual thing. Like it was like a white uh, shirt with all these is, like insects all is over. Is Meg it. one of the fucking lawyers or some shit? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. At least I figured that out. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, God right, damn, so I don't remember anyone else. I've got uh, a few questions of my own. Uh, we're going to start with one that I think you'll both get, but I want to ask it anyway because I want to see if Trent remembers this from last week oh, fuck. and this week. Because uh, how long has Werner been with his wife? Real quick. Oh, it's uh, uh, season. Uh, Come on. This is one of those, though, that you know sometimes Trent gets one wrong and then we ask it later and we see if he remembers it. So that's yeah. what we're doing. Thank you. But it also got reinforced this week. It's, uh, not, I was it's already. Not, it's not insulting I was at all. Already, uh, yeah, it's not insulting at all. It's fine. Let's, we'll keep doing this. It's Trent, hilarious. We've talked about this before. It's hilarious. I'm not. I'm not. Actually, it's funny. I just wrote this earlier tonight because I was already putting together the Tucker's whole page he's, for this so, episode of the podcast. Well, he's so and dumb. I used this as part of my introduction. Let's watch the well, dumb boy try and remember things. He's so Nick dumb. Says, Throw cornbread at him. Trent, look, next week we're going to be recording Walking Dead, and you can be king of the trivia again, because you always beat me at Walking Dead, so. Okay. Pretty much. All right, so Nick says 26 German-European years. Uh, Trent says 26 years in April. I don't think his wife would approve if he spent 26 years in somebody named April. Mm. It was a long engagement. Were they making Uh, whoopee? (laughs) Okay. In the Uh, ass. Now I got, I got one. What does this remind me of? Question, and then I've got two 
Price is right questions, okay? <clears throat> oh, shit. I know, I know. But I couldn't decide between them, so you're getting both of them. Okay. Uh, who, what fictional character does Lalo remind me of? Oh, 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 oh. I, cause I, he reminds me of someone. I wonder if it's the same one. I don't know his I name, so. though. Can I describe him? Is that okay? Mm-hmm. I, I, ooh. that's fine. What fictional character? What fictional character does Lalo remind me of? His mannerisms, partially, mm-hmm. and partially appearance. Uh, I'll put it that way. Mm. It made me think of somebody when I was watching this, and I was like, oh, that would be cool. You could cast him as this character if they made a new version of this character. Mm. Which they should. Mm. I'm going to be angry when I hear the answer. <laughs> I got to see, see if we're on the same works, you know? I got to see if we're on the same page as this cuz I swear I saw it and was like, "Huh. It's 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 <laughs> hard to not see it that, when you see it." I'm trying to think of someone okay. that acts all happy but is really menacing. So, well, <laughs> Nick said the Joker, which is oh. a good answer. Uh, I like that answer. Trent said I think it's Seth, but he is the big mustachioed guy in Walking Dead that is secretly ripped and is in Old Spice commercials. Yeah, you know... You know that is also a great answer. Oh, it's not? Damn, he acts he just like that fucking guy. The correct answer, which uh. is Gomez Adams. It's the mustache. Oh! oh. I can Gomez. see that. I can see yeah. that, yeah. But Shane, right. do you remember the guy that I'm, t- I'm talking about? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Dude. I know who the fuck you're talking about. He's from Grand Theft Auto. He's just always and like... He- Hey, I'm really excited, but really, I'm gonna murder you when you're not looking. Here's a bell oh, for when absolutely. we raped and murdered people. Wait, is this and guy one of the? Who, he's one, one of the. He's one of Negan's main lieutenants. Saviors, uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's he's in the Old Spice commercials. He's in a commercial for GTA Five where uh, he is like the character. He has his clothes off. He is very surprisingly rich. Yes, for <laughs> yeah. an older dude. He doesn't like, look like he would be. He's probably it, in yeah. his late forties, early fifties. Mm. Um, he's Jesus mustache. ripped. Yeah. Oh, man. But okay. anyway, oh, man, I guess I'm the only one with that one. Dang. All right. No, I totally get it. I get where both of y'all were coming from with those oh. answers. But, but he could also it. remind me of, like, the main the main lieutenant of Negan. Like, the That's guy what I'm who talking was, about. Yeah. The guy, the guy who was in Better Call Saul. Was he? What? Yeah. Negan's num- guy, he was the guy that Mike Throat punched in, in uh, the episode Pimento. The guy that had, like, guns all over him, and Mike was like... Well, if I need to get- oh, oh fuck! Yeah. He was in this show. The more you know, God yeah, he's yeah. Okay. The actor is Canadian. Well, I've yeah, seen I- him more. I've seen him more in Walking Dead, and I've seen him in GTA Five. He plays Trevor. Okay, but, yeah, he was uh, only yeah. in the one episode of of uh, yeah. Better Call Saul, but yeah, I totally see that comparison with Lalo. I like that guy. He's okay, funny, funny guy, good actor. Same kind of right. smile. They have the yeah. same kind of smile. Evil, scary. Yeah. Well, speaking of Lalo. He goes to visit. Uh, he goes to visit Hector today. This episode. Oh, and he tells Hector. Oh, he, or he mentioned. He jokes about who has the biggest balls, north, south, east, or west of Michoacan. So, they're in Albuquerque. Apparently, they're from Michoacan. If you were to go from Michoacan to Albuquerque, please send me in U.S. American miles, closest without going over. How far <laughs> is that? Hmm. Michoacan to Albuquerque. 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 Yeah. Bugs Bunny always takes the wrong left. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, 
see. Oh, uh, it doesn't matter if you have an idea, though, because you can still guess, because it's a Price is Right question. You might get it right. Yeah, I know. You might get the closest without going over. Ooh, I have an answer from Nick. Think about that geography in the southwestern part of North America. Yeah, I got no fucking clue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just know. thinking, is it Michoacan? Michoacan? Uh, isn't that in the south of Mexico? Well, no. uh, in ascending order, uh, Trent said 150 U.S. milometers. Mm-hmm. Nick milometers. said 375. Ooh, it's going to be Nick. Correct answer, according to Google Maps, and the first thing that pops up is... 1,329. Oh, yeah. Crap. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you very handily got that one. <laughs> well, because I'm not sure about... Yeah, okay. Because I'm pretty sure I looked up Michoacan during the Breaking Bad days, and I saw that it was like southern Mexico, but I thought, uh, yeah. I don't want to guess like a number that's way too big, but obviously I could have probably... <laughs> tripled my bet and still had it. <laughs> yeah, I had room left over. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Last price is right question. Last question of the quiz. Dude, you never uh, get those. You fucking nailed that one. That's awesome. This oh, I was episode. Right. Oh. This episode was so long. This episode was way longer than usual. Some and say that extended. That it, this, some say it's still going to this day. Uh, <laughs> no. This uh, the that extended to the opening sequence of the episode. Um, I feel like they just spread out further. Uh, because they had a longer runtime. So, opening credits. The last credit is Ooh. directed by Vince Gilligan. Yeah. Minutes and seconds. When does that appear in the episode? How oh, long wow. does it take till we get to directed uh, by Vince Gilligan? Okay. Oh, I almost said it aloud. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is, if you said it, I wouldn't know to go above or below. But you I, could just go above by like one second, you know. Yeah, but what case. if it's below? What if it's below it? Then I need mm. to like undercut it. I would be just as wrong. So I think I over. So Trent says nine minutes and nine seconds. Yes. Uh, Nick says twenty six minutes and thirty seconds. Ooh. It was actually fifteen minutes and thirty two seconds. So hey. Trent got that one right. Good okay. job. Trent. Well, All right. I was I was uh, thinking earlier, like the way I take my note is I divided by acts so I count like the teaser as one act and then Ah, between every commercial break and most episodes are five acts including the teaser but we've had three episodes this year with six acts and this was one of them and I did note that the first commercial break was right after the opening credits like not the credits but the opening you know the the title I don't. Well, even, I don't even call it the theme song because it's like what ten seconds long or not even. <laughs> well, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it, yeah, it, it is a stinger. You know, it's a theme yeah, stinger. But, a they, but like they had one commercial break then, and then, then the second commercial break wasn't until uh, half an hour in, like at nine thirty p.m. was wow. the second one. Like that. So like that. That second act of the show was really long. Like they, and then I thought, oh no, no wonder it's going to go till twenty after ten tonight because it's going to be like backloaded with like a billion commercials. Here's how well, congratulations, I congratulations, Nick. You took it again this week. Yes, congratulations, congratulations. Well Thank thought. you. Here's how. Here's how I take notes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Laura <laughs> thinks that she took on water in the stern. Her husband, though, thinks in the bow. <laughs> Tammy thinks. Uh, that she's top half heavy. She took it in the bow. Her husband also thinks she took on water in the bow. 
That's how I take notes. Well, see, and I that didn't was even helpful. I didn't even bother with that. I thought like, it, oh, if, Nick, if, who the if, fuck knows anymore, man? I'm all over I know. the place. And I will say, holy smokes, like the questions that uh, Lily sent, like yeah. the one about soy shoes and parrot heads. Yeah, yeah, that was those good. were Jeez. those were tough. Like those, I was like. Lucky. I like when our questioners think outside the box because yeah. I think y'all have both proven that if something is written on the screen, pretty much gonna get it. You know, Probably. I have uh, a proposal for you guys. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, like this is season four, and uh-huh. I know from back in season two, like I, I just I want to keep it interesting for our audience. So I'm just wondering, maybe. Maybe I should retire from quizzing and become, well, and become the quiz master. Whoa! I would what say the that fuck? that's something so we should go out as a winner. Uh, and I don't get a next chance. Season. Whoa! No, I, no, no, no. I, if you wanna, if you wanna keep up quizzing, I, I will. I just thought, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, people are sending in questions like, oh, I hope this stumps Nick, and it's like, well, <laughs> I don't want it to be boring, like, like. I think that it's good. I like coming up with questions that I think can stump you first off. But second off, yeah, I think that's something we can discuss before next season. Also, we don't have to talk about anything now. Everybody wants to see me lose. Uh, no, yeah. nobody <laughs> wants to see you lose. We just want to make it a challenge. Yeah, you know? Nick, I want a chance to kick your ass. I don't want you going out the winner. Are you kidding yeah. me? Okay. You're beating me left, right, and center. I'm being a sore loser. Be proud that you're kicking <laughs> the fuck out of me. I don't like, I, see, I don't like... I don't like Making people feel bad, but anyway, nobody feels bad. It's not it feeling was just bad. A it's, it's competitive. It was it's, just, it's just fun. And honestly, it was, it's yeah. like let's let's be real. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like I got, I got. <laughs> uh, you don't see me after we we finish <laughs> recording, and I like am running my fingers through my piles of Sadie Sense and Shane Samoli. <laughs> if he putting loses, them in, putting them in little stacks on my desk, and then. Thinking of the day when I'll have enough to fill a giant vault and I can dive in and swim in them. <laughs> if he if he loses we, like uh, if he loses like one week, he just like takes up cutting. Like we have to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when we record this podcast every week, at least half an hour before we start recording, Nick is in the mirror putting on war paint. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Push up stretches. Nick. I love you, buddy, and I think that it's great that you make it more of a challenge for us to come up with these questions. I think that's good. Okay, well, as long as everybody's content with it. I I just want to make sure that everybody's having fun and and the audience is... I'm sure they're enjoying it or they wouldn't send in questions. I'm doing, like, deep fingerprints and practicing how fast (laughs) I can scroll my (laughs) Word document. But, I mean, it's also (laughs) like, like, I don't want to come in and be like, all right, whatever, I got it wrong, I don't care. You just have three. It's it's fun to be competitive. You know, it's fun to get into it a little bit and make it interesting. And and, uh, don't... uh, don't feel bad about being on top. Everybody tries to take the guy down that's on top. You just keep kicking ass and enjoy being on fucking top. Everybody else is trying to keep up with you. Yeah, don't feel bad for Trent. Like I said, starting next week, he's going to be in the the head of the uh, Walking Dead one for a while. And so. no one well, feels bad I'll, for uh, Trent. Maybe I'll email in <laughs> questions for that one. Oh, Christ. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> fucking please. That would be amazing. <laughs> that oh, would be great. Jesus. I used to. I just, I didn't. I didn't watch the last season until this summer, so I wasn't. Uh, I, was, you didn't I miss wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, I. I. I don't know. I won't get started on, <laughs> on that show, but but uh, yeah, like I used to email in in previous seasons. I just didn't the p- last year because I I left it. Like I just didn't well, have time for it. To so. the listener, if you happen to be someone who watches The Walking Dead, you're going to watch season nine. Trent and I are going to be on there. Send us some questions. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Be awesome. 
Uh, send same, us some emails. Same place, multicompact.gmail.com. Same place you can send your quiz questions for this. Uh, I want to get into the episode, but do we have any predictions that's came true or false this week? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I think we have one that came true, although you guys can shoot me down if uh, it hasn't. <laughs> but it's it's one of mine, and okay. it was that all of the security measures Mike has put into place to monitor the warehouse where the German Superlab construction crew are staying will come in handy to take care of some trouble. I would say that it came in handy on the other side. Like, they you know, were able to use it to get out. I don't think that it came in that handy. I don't know. Well, was Mike was able to figure out that that yeah uh, because the dead pixels like you're right he was able yeah. to figure out that something had happened yeah fuck yeah. it I say do it hell yeah okay dude. yeah it came in handy I take okay. it back yes yeah why not um, okay good um, so I think that puts me uh, at zero for the <laughs> overall game uh, <laughs> that's an uh, achievement in this uh, contest <laughs> yeah well we're gonna have to I'm gonna have to when we get to the end of the series we're gonna have to come away for differ, to differentiate the people that are tied by either like the, the number that they got correct or the percentage correct or something like that we'll but um, yeah. yeah but the second one is I believe a disproven prediction which is Trent's prediction. Hector Whoa. will end up in a wheelchair because of Mike. Oh, I thought that yeah, was already that's disproven. totally disproven at this point, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I waited, I waited till we were absolutely sure. Cause oh, the yeah, first, very until much we so. actually, Until we actually see uh, Hector in the wheelchair. Because okay. who knows, he, he might have had a miraculous recovery, and then he went out jogging and Mike trips him or something. That's definitely, um, a, neg- that's <laughs> definitely a negative point. How negative I am I I want to see right that now? episode. <laughs> How, how negative am I am right now? That's everything I have for predictions as far as coming true and or and I don't have any new ones to make myself. I need to think. I don't think about predictions enough. I need to think of more predictions before next week to put in. Yeah. Uh, what's we'll my see. What's my score? Where am I at now? I'm like really negative because that's like you're two in a row one. I lost. No, you're at minus one. Interesting. I know I had one go right, and then I think I've had two go wrong yeah. after that. Yeah, in, in total, you ha- you've made thirteen. You have Jesus. had four come correct. You've had four. Un- you have four still pending, and you have. Oh, sorry, sorry. I haven't updated now that as of tonight. So actually, now you're at minus two. There it so, is. So <laughs> yeah. So you had four correct. You have three pending, and you have six incorrect. Oh, these games are so hard. Uh, <laughs> And so Shane, you, have, you also have four correct, you have mm-hmm. nine unresolved, and you have three incorrect. So you're at wow. plus one. Yeah. That's a lot okay. out And me, there. I'm like... I have a lot of unresolved. Yeah. yeah. See, same with me. I have six correct, I have six incorrect, and I have 13, or sorry, 12 pending. Damn. So, and it, I actually added up tonight uh, before we started, just because I was curious. We are at... N- between everybody in the game, we're at 98 predictions overall. Wow! That's awesome. That's that, fun. That speaks to a lot of uh, participation. Yeah. And a lot of people that well, I had to add a new playing, yeah. Yeah, I had to add a new page to the book for Schmeisenberg from his, his predictions last week. Nice. So we have, yeah, I had to remember how to add a new page, so. <laughs> Get all the formulas to work. You know. Oh Christ! Well, you go that far into it? That's that's cool. Oh, oh yeah, like each each person has a page, and then if I update like their prediction, then it updates the score on the on the master page. Oh my god! And, and all the statistics. So oh, that's awesome. Oh my god! If yeah. it's if it's outside of 
auto sum. <laughs> I, I don't do that anymore. I actually have you, I actually have the final column where the score is. It actually goes green, yellow, green if you're above zero, yellow if you're zero, and red if you're below zero, and the color automatically changes with the number. Yeah, I spent that too much cool. time like making charts, <laughs> working at that factory. Like there were so many dumb dumbs that worked worked above me. Like real, real dumb dumbs, real dumb dumbs. You guys heard of Mike on the mic? He's one of them. And like, because I, I knew how to look at Trent. Shots fired. That's right, people that don't listen to podcasts. Um, no, he like like just because I knew how to turn a computer off and on, I was like some kind of golden god. And they're like, you should know how to do everything on a computer. Then, hmm. so I had to like fucking fake. Like I took Excel in high school, and it was God knows what version of Excel. I mean, this was back in the nineties. So. I had to just kind of like figure out shit. I just knew how to Google stuff is all I knew how to do. And so once I got out of that gig, I was just like, no more. I do not like doing it. I have to do it every now and I then had, uh, for, for my job now, but it is it is very scaled down to what – I'm mostly doing like tallies. And so I was like, oh, you want to put like a – you want to put like a equation? No, fuck you. Get away from me. Don't don't tell me about <laughs> equations. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I had remember a when customer I was... one time who thought I was some kind of hacker because she caught me <laughs> typing. Oh! <laughs> See? See? I had the, limit, the amazing technical uh, skill of being able to type. Man, my first year working in consulting, I was working on a project where we were like basically coding uh, computer programs, and we had a supervisor, and she would always bug us to help her when she had a problem with Word or with Excel or something. She's like, how do you, like, how do you do boldface underline? Or, like, not that simple, but pretty, well, might as well you know, be, yeah. just, pretty like, basic how, do stuff. I, how do I do whatever? So, a friend of mine, a guy that used to sit next to me in the office space we were at, he, she, she asked a question. He went over and he goes to her computer and he clicks on the menu to help, opens up the help, types in <laughs> What she's asking about, sees in the help file what the answer is, and then does it in front of her. <laughs> Nick, Nick, it's because if you if you uh, make a fire for someone, they'll stay warm for that evening. But if you yeah. set someone on fire, they'll yeah. be warm for the rest of their life. That's the yeah. There you go. Uh, so so this episode, uh, 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 Vita Zane, uh and other stuff. <laughs> wow, I went from being more excited than I've ever been in my entire life at a scene of any show ever to yelling at my wall because I use a projector, <laughs> and that's what it projects on is my wall. And I'm a grown man yelling at my wall. I was so Furious, just so. I understand angry. why you were so mad. I never would have thought we would get an entire episode just about the backstory of the bell. <laughs> that, that right there, that's like that's like nerd boner city right there. Like I was so excited. Well, let's 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 start with that. Let's start with uh, what's going I'm on. I'm sorry, I, I was just joking. We don't have to start with. That. I would like to. I think it's a great place to jump in. I mean, we've got okay. we're seeing about Lalo. He's he's coming in. He's got this weird sinister thing. And we find out that the bell, it's like this historic, it's like, it's like if, if John Constantine was here, he would carry this bell around to ward off demons. Oh yeah. Cause it was from <laughs> yeah. the hotel of a man and a woman that was 
murdered slowly and then set ablaze. It was saved from a fire. I mean, it's got to have some sort of uh, mystical powers, right? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Mm. Do you think we're going to find out you know more what? like what actually happened? That bell was in a fire and got saved from the fire. And then it, then they give it to Hector. And we know in the future that it's in an explosion. Oh, yeah. Did that bell survive the explosion? Oh. Do you think that bell is going to survive the heat death of the universe? Wow. It's the it's the uh, it's, it's a the mystical particle. It's been around <laughs> since forever. It would be like in the after times. Taken on different forms in, as it's gone through all of history. <laughs> in the after times, there'll be small parties of people exploring <gasps> the world, searching. Oh for the no! <laughs> when you say the after times, I'm thinking about like those terrible people from Walking Dead, the the oh. before times speak. You know, Jaundice's oh. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just got more to look forward to with that show coming back. But uh, that was that was no, chilling. Really. The whole bell thing uh, that was really amazing too. I, yeah. I can't believe that they did that. Fucking you people making this show are incredible. That's, yeah, that's that was great to actually actually have the bell have more meaning than it, we all it already had. That's just. So cool well, that they did that. Yeah. I mean, I know that this. Uh, I know honestly that these two shows are very deep, and everything kind of has a meaning, and everything has it. But I would have never guessed. I would have thought, okay, they got the bell at Home Depot. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. A bell. You know, <laughs> the fact that it has a backstory. Wait, is that from that Home Depot? About, or is that from? It talks to Hector as a person. Yeah. Yeah. It talks to Hector as a person and stuff that he did in his past. Man, look. Yeah, I, I like the line that uh, Lalo says when they leave. He's like, oh, man, Hector, he just wants to kill everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all Hector. It was like, the thing that annoyed me was that lady taking her purse off the table when oh. Nacho was standing there. Like, come I on. That. I thought it was hilarious. Oh. I, thought, um, I was, like, annoyed at her. It's true. I mean, th- there's a certain uh, kind of, you know, usually older white person who would absolutely do that yeah i'm but not in gonna your, say in your lounge room at your uh-huh. at your your rest home like you're gonna i don't know yes. i just thought that's a bit over I, the top I, she saw one of those people yeah. i'm gonna say yes. that that it's not every old person I'm not even gonna say most of them i'm just gonna say there are a lot of old people that are racist there's a lot of accidental racism there's full-blown racism there's just all kinds of whatever. And Not I get to mention, it. some people, as they get older, get more addled and start True. being worse about that stuff, too. You know? yeah, and, and I'm a very big advocate for the elderly. I, mm. I, that is a big part of my job. But yeah. at the same I'm time, anti-old. too... Uh, okay, well, cool. You and Nate can just... Throw them all in a furnace. Um, <laughs> I'm not anti-old. Oh, you're not. Okay, good. Then we can help keep no, Nate see, from throwing them into a no, furnace. No, I can see. Like, things become a bigger deal. Like, I mean, if, if like, my parents are quite elderly. Like, my dad's 88. My mom's, I can't, I'm not allowed to say it, but she's, okay. she's up there. And, like, she's I go 32. already apologize to her every time that you curse. Now we got to apologize if you say her age. 32 her age, years yeah. young. But, like, if one mom. of them, like, if one of them spills something on the carpet, it's like a major disaster. Sure. It's like, oh god! It's like, it's like the two of them rush to the kitchen to get water and solvents to clean it. It's like, and they both exclaim like it's like someone broke a window or something. It's like, <laughs> like small things are are magnified for them. What's interesting yeah. is our the product that we sell has a button on it that calls us. 
So when anything breaks in some people's home that aren't quite there, they hit that button and call us, and they're like, I can't, I can't get Channel 13 on my TV. And it's like, <laughs> that sucks. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, and, and so you have to try and, and if you ever want to have an interesting moment, try and introduce very slowly logic to a person that's not quite oh. all there. And, and Shane, oh, no. Shane, Shane yeah. posts about this stuff almost on a daily basis, stuff that he hears <laughs> in terms. And it's not always elderly people, so it's not, I'm not, I'm not talking about elderly people, certain people, but you find it a lot mm-hmm. in the elderly community, particularly ones that need help. But that lady in this show, what, did you fucking even need your fucking purse down there? Is that where your millions are squirreled away, Babette? Like, Jesus Christ, go fuck yourself. Look, she has her Werther's Gold in that purse, and she will be damned if one of those Mexicans is going to get a hold of it. <laughs> dude, dude, have you seen Werther's? has got, like, a new one that's got, like, chocolate in the middle, and it's, like, chewy. It's, like, I bought the ones we, we do... Um, Sorry, we, we decorate for Halloween every year at work, and we have a, a bucket full of candy behind the counter. And I bought the Werther's with the coffee in them. How is it? Is it good? Oh, they're awesome. nice. Okay, all right. I saw the commercial. I'm like... already an old person because I love <laughs> Werther's, and I love those strawberry hard candies. I and love strawberry hard side. candies. Uh, they're so good. Nick, yeah. do you yeah, have I'll these up Old person status where they all start like appearing in my pocket from nowhere yet, mm-hmm. but I'm an old person status where I love those. Nick, do you well, have I, the strawberries I, up there? The like, you know, red around the bottom and green twisted top strawberry candies. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of something else. Maybe I'm thinking of the like little raspberry candies. But um, uh, I'll have to, I'll have to Google them and find I'll, out. I'll send a picture I, yeah. later to show you. Like, yeah, we'll, no, we'll I, see I, if you but guys I mean, I used to take. I used to when I was like uh, uh, second in command of a of a rifle company. I used to take like three big bags of Werther's on exercise in the winter and hand them <laughs> out to the soldiers, like because like basically when you're the second in command of the company, you're and the company's like doing an advance or something. Your job is basically like administration, so like you're you're kind of like idle, you're, like following behind in a truck or whatever, like ready to resupply so whenever like i get up near the troops they all be lying in the snow i'd run along and say like where there's and hand out where there's for the sake that's of nice. that's delightful. yeah but uh between the other those candy, and the strawberries and like butterscotches and peppermints they just the one all remind, appear what you reminded me of though shane is that the candy yeah. i used to love when i was a kid i don't know if you have these they're like they're like come in in like cellophane paper that you know you untwist it by pulling both mm-hmm. ends but it was mm-hmm. a dark brown Hard candy with like a soft coffee center. Oh, have you ever mm. had those? Like a toffee or something? I don't know. No, it's like a hard candy outer with a with a soft center, and it's all coffee flavored. And it's are they raisins? No, oh, they're not. Oh, raisins are good. They're no. much. Raisins are better than raisins because raisins. This are... has been the old person hard candy podcast. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of old people, if you put a fucking raisin in my goddamn bait goods, I'll. Fucking gut you, oh, Grandma. Oh, I'll fight you for him. An oatmeal raisin cookie that's perfectly soft? Oh, it's the best. Oh, what did, you are old. What happened? With what like happened? cinnamon in it? <laughs> oh, way, Shane. Raisins have no place being food. That's when food raisins went bad. Raisins are awesome. I love raisins. Raisins are bad food. They're, what, they're punishments. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you deserve, they're and you punishments. dumb, <laughs> shitty garbage food. I'm not opposed left. to chocolate chips. I just also like raisins. Or just neither. <laughs> you can just not have them. Although I do like carrot raisin slaw. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, so like talk about like 
if we're gonna <laughs> stick with Nacho and Lalo? Sure, yeah, yeah. I'd like to at like, least finish up is... with the uh, all the way through Gus with this. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say about about Lalo and Gus and Nacho. I do. Wow. Oh, what's up? I do, <laughs> which is that um, Giancarlo Esposito mm-hmm. has the best ability in the world to go from happy looking to angry looking in an instant. Like he moves two mouth muscles and goes from "Yes, how can I help you today?" to "I will murder you." Oh, okay, yeah, no, we amazing. are talking. About, I have so stuff to say with that. I thought we were talking about. I thought oh, you were, I thought you said you Hector. didn't want to talk about any of the three of them anymore. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I okay. was going to go to that Gus scene, but I'm oh, okay. done with. The yeah, Hector. no, I'm done with Hector. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done with Hector. I'm so over Hector. <laughs> he got his bell. <laughs> but, but yes, yes, Giancarlo Esposito is is absolutely fucking amazing. Just one of the best, top notch. He's been doing so it forever. So what is Lalo up to there? Bad, I can't believe Breaking Bad discovered him. I feel like he should have been in stuff before that. He uh, are you? Is that a joke? <laughs> He's been in a lot. Like, yeah. Did you see when I put? I mean, like, yeah, I feel like he movie? broke out on this show. Oh, yeah, have you seen um, the movie Taps, yeah. Remember with like Sean? Oh, Penn? No, I never saw that. But you gotta see it. It's an awesome movie. It's like uh, Timothy Hutton, Sean Penn, uh, Tom Cruise, um, uh, and it's about a military school. George C. Scott plays like the school superintendent, and Giancarlo Esposito's in that. And it was like, but I I see what you're saying. And he was like a teenager. Like I see what you're saying though, Shane. He he kind of broke out in this. Like I. Yeah. I now go back. He somehow got stuff. to fifty something years old and then became huge. Sure, yeah, he's one of those like a John Hamm or something like that, you know. Um, yeah, but but Nick, what did you want to say about these uh, about this this moment? Well, I have a couple things about it, but I mean, the main one is what is Lalo up to? Like, what is is it is it because it's is it because the Salamanca the cousins got went and took out the Espinosa family? And one of them got shot, and now that territory has gone to Gus. Is that what what he's there sort I of? I think he's trying to get back. He's trying to get the Salamancas back running the um the trucks that Gus has been doing. You oh, know? so like, they're just mad. Gus has they're... increased his business since Hector's been out of commission, and I think uh, Lalo is like, well, the Salamancas are going to take this back. Okay. Yeah, he's a Salamanca, and that's what, what they really heavily set up okay. in this episode is him saying, that's a Salamanca, and I love Hector, and obviously we kill people in very scary ways, and let's go look at the chicken houses. Like, okay. it's very and much whole... setting up him being what other Salamancans have done, uh, for, presumably from the beginning of time. Okay, I've so that, see, that makes sense. There very long. Now, hmm. now that you say it, because the, when Hector had his stroke, it was at the meeting with Gus and um, Don uh, Don Eladio. No, not Eladio. The uh, Don. Uh, 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 I know what you're uh, talking about, but I can't think of his uh, name. Since uh, uh, Sir Swim Swans with Samsonite. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Don they were. Samsonite. He was saying, but that's why Hector had a stroke because because he was told we're gonna that Gus is gonna keep doing the supply. Uh, from now on, and and Hector lost it, and said it's, it, and he said it's not. The other guy uh, said it's not personal, and Hector was like, it is personal, and then he had his attack right there. So it was about yeah, the fact that he wasn't going to be able to start his own logistics again. So yeah, thanks for reminding me about that. Hey, look, but, I said one line, and you remembered a whole scene <laughs> I almost forgotten about. So 
but Good the, on you. But the the other thing I was going to ask about is like, well, first of all, did you know like Nacho? He only had like three lines in this whole episode. Oh, that's because and, they are really playing him as being almost like he reminded me of Jesse in the last season of Breaking Bad. Not as bad, but like beaten down, like kind being, of like he's yeah, like, a slave. He has like no choice about the direction of his life. No like, agency. First, when he was working for for Hector, now he's working for Gus. But yeah, like he had, he, but he his whole, a lot of his role is just looking nervous and looking back, and, looking and around. If I had to and, guess, I mean, he's also probably trying to like keep his head down a little bit and not mm-hmm. get anything because he he didn't rile anything up before, anyways, and now he's got. Fat stacks. He's got Lalo and, uh, yeah. doing all this shit. Well, he's got, he's the got one a thing way that... out. He's trying to get out. He's he's waiting for his time, but he's just kind of yeah. like biding his time. He's he's literally keeping his head down. Yeah. I really liked the scene where Lalo went back to the office and Gus is still at the table for a second. And he looks at Nacho and Nacho looks like, "What do you expect? He's a Salamanca. He wanted to come here. I'm sorry." <laughs> yeah. like, he's like. Well, no, he, yeah, he was like, I have no clue what he's here for. Like, yeah. The know. problem like, with being a major player uh, in a meth manufacturing thing <laughs> and also making your, or the problem. The only with, problem. The problem with, ha- yeah, the only one with having uh, chicken <laughs> restaurants as a front is motherfuckers be bringing motherfuckers there all the mm-hmm. time. Fucking Walt bringing motherfuckers there mm-hmm. and, and Walt Jr. bringing motherfuckers there. Now that we <laughs> have seen this, it's easy to imagine in Breaking Bad just how angry Gus was when he saw Walt coming in there day after day trying to get his attention. <laughs> like, God, yeah, really. Good damn, point. why do I have to deal with this guy now? I already have to deal with the Salamancas, yeah. Salamanders, whatever. I got rid of those chuckle with fucks. This guy. Now I got Whitey <laughs> McGee over here. What the fuck? And who's this middle-aged white dude that keeps coming in here trying to talk to me? Dude, I'm back yeah. up to uh, in my rewatch because I had took some took some time off to play the Spitterman game. Um, but in my uh, my rewatch, uh, I'm back up to the final season. I'm like three or four episodes in, and oh, machi yeah. machi, that shit's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so hard. Like you watch like an episode, and you're just like, ugh, it's so thick and meaty. Ugh, it's like a yeah. and hard and hard and meaty and thick. <laughs> oh, I need to lay down for a minute. Anybody else feel like laying down, or is it just me? It was like. I you've got like I I've got to do a rewatch of Breaking Bad sometime like before the next season of Better Call Saul. Yeah, like absolutely. I'm, I'm so I think I might as well because we're getting more and more Breaking Baddy as it goes on, yeah. and I definitely to rewatch all that because uh, I haven't watched it. I've watched select episodes, but I haven't rewatched the whole series since it was on. Oh, it's so good. It's so fun to rewatch it, and really, you know, I talked to you guys a little bit about some some going into a different mindsets about other things and i've even actually changed a little bit on that as the seasons progress with some of the characters i'm really focusing on but it's it's really fun to co- go back with perspective man it's it's fantastic yeah um, it's so what a, i mean that's a well fucking made show man it's really good um well let's talking about getting um more well i just want to bring up one last thing about about uh gus and nacho mm-hmm. Okay. Because this is the first time. Okay, the last time Gus and Nacho were in the same room together was when after, after the shoot up of the Espinosas and, uh, um, Nacho was telling him what happened that the cousins had gone back to Mexico and Gus tells Nacho, "Get some rest. Mm-hmm. There is more for you to do." Mm-hmm. We still haven't found out what what else. 
Well, well I wonder as... whether whatever that was, uh, you know, Lalo, Lalo showing up might have thrown a wrench into that. Well, yeah, yeah, but we, he rested up for eight months, and then he started taking mm-hmm. over, taking the money, and he put somebody else in charge, so he's getting Crazy 8 ready to get into the business. So I would assume just keeping all that, keeping keeping on, keeping on, man. You just L-I-V-I-N. I wonder, you know, well, he's running the, still in jail, right? But he's been uh, running so. the Salamanca territory. That's what he's been doing for for the cartel. Mm-hmm. What well, he's doing yeah. for just the other thing he's whatever he's going to be doing for Gus, I don't think we know yet. I don't and think I we hope know either. That, no. I hope they don't drop that point because it was like a big menacing. So it's a big menacing line I mean, dropped by Gus. It so. is, but I also took it as a, like I don't know that he necessarily meant one big thing. Oh, uh, one like, Bolsa. That's the guy whose name we were trying to remember. Nice, so, nice. Oh, okay. yeah, that yeah. fucking guy. That ineffectual. Yeah, Trent makes a nothing. good point. Trent makes a good point that he might have. He kind of might have just been saying. Look, you've got stuff coming up. Not specific, like I've got a plan for you, but like, hey, we're gonna use you rest up. Yeah, you're gonna be my guy. But 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 either way, let's let's get into more Breaking Baddie stuff. Let's go ahead and talk about yeah. uh, the Super Lab and and how okay. many people's buttholes were a puckered when <laughs> Warner goes down. When Warner was going down there, and he's poking around with wires. Look, man, I I don't know. Uh, how you guys grew up, and I don't want to say like, oh, I'm from Alabama, so it's like this. Shane might not have came up this way. I have a feeling he didn't. But uh, when I where I came up, we made shit blow up. We would pour stuff <laughs> into bottles that wasn't supposed to go together. We would we would take things that were supposed to explode and tape a bunch of them together. We would we would see do those stuff. were the guys that I wasn't supposed to hang out with growing we, up. So yeah, Trent. Yeah, we were but bad when guys. When I was in high school, my friends and I. Uh, learned how to make homemade gunpowder, and we Here would we, go. we went we went to machine shop. We made cannons out of steel bar stock, mm. and we would go out in the woods and fire off these homemade cannons, yeah. and we would blow up pop cans and stuff like that. Dude, so, gunpowder is so scary; it burns so fast. I had a friend. I never oh. made a pipe. I had a friend who filled a copper pipe. With this powder. Oh Jesus and he Christ! Was, and he was hammering the ends closed with a hammer. Oh, no, 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 no! Oh, yeah. idiot! Poor and guy. He, oh. And he was so lucky because all he got was a piece of copper in his chest and 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 uh, cut his finger. I uh, would like to take a step back. Because he could have like lost his eyes. He could have died. Yeah. I, I'd like, I'd like to step back and say, or he could have become Iron Man. Um, kids, I'd like to kids say, are stupid. I'd Young like to people, say we never made a pipe bomb because I grew up in an era where things had been pipe bombed and it just feels wrong to make one even yeah, if it's for fun. Once Timothy McVeigh has been using pipe bombs, you're like, no. Oh, I never did that. <laughs> yeah, he's I, tainted the brand. You know, even if it's the, just for The most I pumpkin, did was put some know. stuff in a pop can and blow up a pop can. But like, so like fucking I wrote in guns. my notes here. Uh-huh. I actually wrote in my notes Werner go boom question mark. Like, uh. but what I, my point I was getting to is <laughs> if you've ever made something and mm-hmm. you had to light a fuse and then go, and it mm-hmm. doesn't do anything. That's the scariest moment. Yeah. You've got to oh, decide yeah. Yeah. which one of your friends is the one that you can write out of your story. Like, yeah. that is, is, is uh, expendable. Which one of your friends, is it cool if we just quit hanging out with him because he's only got, like, one finger? Um, <laughs> you got to, someone draws a short straw, and then you got to go and, like, poke it with a stick. 
or whatever. <laughs> hey, look, oh, I've man. been on a, I've been on a grenade range where a grenade doesn't go uh, off, and you have, to, and uh, you have to wait, you have to wait half an hour. Like everybody just stays where they are behind the concrete, and just sits for thirty minutes I in case just... the fuse is delayed. And then if it still doesn't go off, then somebody, and it's the, it's always an officer oh. as the, who's who's yeah. trained, who's trained in demolitions, goes out. He prepares a plastic explosive charge and goes out, places it next to the grenade, oh, lights the fuse, God. and then walks back to blow up the dud grenade. Oh, and, God. And I've done that a couple times. You can't and just like shoot nothing it like, with like a rifle? There's nothing like being out there on the grenade range and looking back at the, like they have this big concrete structure where the soldiers like throw the grenades from, and there's like these really thick glass windows because like you throw the grenade then you duck down and you can watch your grenade blow up through this massively thick glass window so i look back at the building and like every glass window has like four sets of eyeballs like pressed right up against it it's like they're all watching to see if good old lieutenant cr is gonna get blown up damn straight i'm watching that too but man there's gotta be another way like did you guys have like rpgs or something (laughs) you sound like an infomercial like yeah Oh, yeah, hey, uh, don't you like hate it when bombs don't go off? Wouldn't <laughs> yeah. you like it if there's a way to have bomb disposal? Well, check out the there's new Hurt Locker robot. Way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Nick, um, when you mentioned that it was always an officer that was trained in that that went out there, uh, I well, love. Uh, I mean, usually it's the the it's the uh, range conducting officer or range safety officer that does it, and it's it's. It's the idea of, like, you're not going to have a subordinate do it. You're going to do it well, yourself. That's you know? what I was going to say, is that I loved that they had Werner do that in this episode, where Kai is the guy that yeah, really is the... Yeah, it's my job. Explo- yeah, and he's like, he pats him on the back. He says, no, you stay here. I'm going. You know, that's yeah. pretty cool. It's, you know, one of those sort of heroic moments where you say, look, I'm in charge. This is my responsibility. And if anything mm-hmm. happens, then it's going to be to me. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. real, it's a real stupid idea. But, yeah, it's real well, cool. It's a leadership. <laughs> Thing, yeah. Well, that's the thing, well, though. You don't. He you might don't, have had another motive too, though. Well, maybe, but also, like, no, I, I get that. I understand what you're saying. Yay, heroics! And then it makes your leader look even cool if he survives it. But it's like then you don't have a leader if he go boom. It's kind of bad delegation. It's not really right person. Well, I right think place, they right established time. that Kai was second in charge because he said when he was trying to go on vacation, he said Kai can be in charge while I'm gone. I know. Yeah. It's still dumb. It's still dumb to send your number one guy. I'm just saying. I know um, other people. No, are doing you have it. a good point. I have just, point. I have. But lots I also of think that Werner had another reason he did that too. To die. Which? Um, I think that they're going for. He's got cancer or something. He's got something really? going on. Okay. Whoa. Here's why. Because first off, when he went down there, he was having his his coughing fits and stuff, which he's had before. Uh-huh. And they did it. There was a scene in this episode where he really was really deliberate, like putting out a cigarette or something while he was talking to his wife on the phone. Uh, I think the real reason he wants to go see his family, I guess we can make this an official prediction, is he has a terminal disease of some sort. Ooh. And he thinks he he wanted to go see his wife before he died. I have been trying uh, to figure out why they held on that shot of the cigarette for so I long. Think, interesting. Think That's about really it, interesting. Think about it. This is a man who is doing illegal work to get lots of money to support his family <laughs> after he dies of cancer, and his name is Werner, like Werner Heisenberg. Who would ever do yeah. that? That's crazy. That's <laughs> I mean, crazy. 
dude. Yeah, I fucking hope mark that, that, that mark that shit up. Mark that uh, shit up. I mean, I hope it comes true for the points, but um, I I don't want him to be near dead. But I think that's it. I think that's part of the reason why he volunteered to go down there is because of leadership. But the other part was he's like, well, I might die anyway. So now it's just occurred to me, like. What, like That's I'm, wild. That's really good. I I would have never thought of that. Now, so I've well, written it. In, I've written it in, Shane. Uh, okay. Werner has a terminal medical condition, and that's why he wants to go home to see his wife one last time. Yeah. Is that good? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And that also adds another thing to like what because what, it's it's going to be interesting to see how Mike handles this. I feel like Mike is going to tell Gus that he left because Mike wouldn't want to hide that. Um, unless Mike thinks I can just handle this, and it's better yeah. he not know until it's handled. You know what I mean? That's one of the. I think that's one of the great ways that this show, as a prequel, is still interesting because we know where it ends up, but we don't know the path. Like um, we know Mike has a working relationship with Gus, mm-hmm. circa Breaking Bad, but we don't. You can keep that in mind. You can say, okay, they got to get to that place. But right now, if Gus finds out about what's going on with Werner, uh-huh. I don't know how they get there. I love that I don't know how we get from here to Breaking Bad, at least on that storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think Gus would be pissed off and might, you know, and that, would at least fire Mike. And that's the thing. Is like, I'm, I'm very much a, like, my team at work... I don't. I don't want the labor pains. I want the baby. I delegated a job to you. I don't want to micromanage you. And that's that's two parts. One, I'm fucking busy with what I have to do. And two, um, when people micromanage me, it really bothers me. And my team is chosen. Like everybody else's team is just whoever they get. We are second tier. I choose my team, with the exception of one person on my team. I've chosen all of them. I know they know what the fuck they're doing, and I want to trust them. They need to be trusted. They need to do what I know that they can do. So I say, I want the thing done. Do it. If you get stuck and you have a problem, then come to me. But if they come back and they're like, if someone comes to me and says, I did the thing, but I had a huge, huge, huge problem, um, but it's done now, I'll probably say, well, you know, if you get in a really tight situation again, you can come to me. But I'm also going to appreciate the fact that they put in the extra effort to take care of it and took Mm -hmm. ownership of that problem and initiative. And when I yeah. do that, when my superiors give me stuff to do, I feel very proud. And and there are times where my bosses have been like, "Why didn't you tell us about such and such?" I'm like, "Because I handled it. I had a problem." See, I, I, took I care agree of it. with that, Trent. Because like I, I don't know how many times I've, I've told people like, you know, you know, when you come to me with a problem, at least have a at least have a proposed solution or an idea for a solution. The it only might, time you know, I break my not, and and what? don't just say I messed up, shrug. And yeah. You know, and for sure, everybody comes in your door with problems and no one's got a solution. It's always they want you to solve the problem. The only time (laughs) that I go to my boss pre-me trying to fix the problem is when I think I might have to do something a little crazy. I I might get fired doing this. I need to go ahead and let them know I'm going to do something crazy. Just as like a CYA. Usually it's like... Like, if another department acts like an asshole to us, which happens, because, like, I don't know if you know this or not, but engineers don't really know how to talk to human beings or to, like, 
bee hey. human beings. Are. <laughs> Just saying, by and large, they like make a thing, and you're like, really, you made that for a human to use? Um, but uh, I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. You and you guys, OS customer service guys, are uptight and and chicken chicken littles, and we're all guys. We're all, he was he was just talking about train engineers. Don't worry. We're all we're all pieces of shit. I get it. But uh, and I, I kid, I kid, I kid. I love the engineers that we work with. But we used to have a really bad relationship because we would tell them stuff and they would basically blow us off and we're like, hey, fucko, don't fucking treat us like this. Not in those words, but in 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 office speak. And so sometimes. I'd have to send something back to kind of put down a little bit of authority, like, no, this isn't the relationship we're going to establish. I've got bigger testicles than you think I have. Um, maybe that's not the right way to think about it. But point being is I'll tell my boss, like, listen, I'd like to send this back to them, and this is how I'd like to say it. Am I going to get fired if I do that? <laughs> and there's been once or twice where they're like, yeah. and, <laughs> and But there's been times where they've been like, no, I think you're right on the money, and that's what I strive for is for them to say, yeah, I totally agree with what you what you got, what you're doing, go for it. And then that way, if they come back and they're like, hey, my boss said it was cool. So do you think, <laughs> uh, well, first I was going to say, okay, so like when, see, I saw Werner when he went down to check the explosive. I saw it very differently. Okay. That I never would have guessed the, what you're predicting, like that's, I think well, that's. You might have a better idea. So no, no, no. I just think that's inspired. Like it's like I never would have figured that out. I think that's a great idea. I was just but scared. I, I just thought, I just thought he was the reason he had a. Panic I thought he was going to commit suicide before he left. Really? Oh, see, I, oh, I, yeah. I you no, know, I thought it was like he was having a panic attack because he's missing his wife, and basically he was like, if something happens, I'm never going to see her again, and I, it, I was just sort of very, very simplistic about it. And the it's only like, thing that I can verify about that scene is that while watching it, my sphincter was so <laughs> tight that a ghost could not have passed through it. Okay, It became, my butthole became Fort fucking Knox. There, I was like, oh Christ. I Please yeah, don't blow up. Please don't blow up. Please don't blow up. I'm like, no. I like. I was like looking through my fingers like, like a kid watching a horror. Not movie. to get too far ahead, but I feel like this scene and the scene at the parking garage both. I was just for different reasons. Oh yeah, uh, right. Yeah. On the edge. But, you paid for the whole seat. You don't need it. Mm. <laughs> but but Sunday, so Sunday, you Sunday. think? <laughs> so you think like what? Like uh, so Werner takes off. Mm-hmm. Is and so the debate is like, is Mike gonna handle it on his own, or is like Gus is gonna have That's to? The, I think the Gus story, is gonna have to know. Mm-hmm. I think the story thing is gonna be Mike is gonna have to take care of it because they've been building them up as friends, mm-hmm. and yeah. because Vince Gilligan likes to stab us all in the heart every once in a while, yeah. I think that Mike is gonna have to take out his friend. So he's gonna. I I think so too, but I'm wondering. Is he going to have to make that decision on his own, or is he going to have to do it under orders? Interesting third option. General um, Order 66. Maybe mm. it's both, but, like, I also wonder if, like, you know, I'm looking at at, at what your, your, like, the cost-benefit analysis. While Gus is a prideful person, he often puts the business before pride, I feel. And so I kind of almost think that he wouldn't want Mike leaving because he would want him to finish this, and then they'll deal with Werner later. I don't. I Is can't it like see when, him leaving to go get Werner. I honestly can't. Sorry, yeah. you can't see Mike leaving to get Werner while the lab is still being built. 
Um, maybe I think when that, it's done. I think, I think that, he's going to go try to get him right away. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. that like he's not further. He's he's he doesn't have a car. I don't think. I mean, unless he was like talking. He in doesn't code. have any money on him. Like if if he was talking in code to his wife, and his wife somehow from Baden Baden in Germany was able to order up a car for him to some warehouse that, like, I I he's like so he's like, he's like running across the, the countryside, <laughs> and uh, I think. Mike and the boys are going to hop in a truck and go track him down. Like it's oh, going to be, man, it's going to be like Border Patrol just run him like, down. I don't think four by four. I, I don't think work. And plus, it's plus then, I, remember this. Like they, the this work crew sleeps during the day and and uh, works at the lab at night, right? So yeah. they're they're so he escaped during the daytime. Uh, so maybe he got to a road and hitchhiked the ride. Who knows? But. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like I don't know. I'm just guessing. I just thought of something. I'm just thinking as we go. Like when Mike pulls up and goes in and checks the cameras, it must be like around like five or six in the evening, like before sunset, because getting ready for their work day, which is the night. So I would imagine that they're gonna like no work's gonna happen on the super lab tonight until they go out and have a look around to see if they can find where Werner is. Yeah. I was going to say, guys, can you imagine if he does have to take out Werner? Like, how does this affect the rest of the crew, Kai and them? Exactly. You know? No, I thought about that, and it's like, this is this is why this is why uh, the prediction that... Who made it? You, Shane? Somebody made the prediction about that the whole... Whom? Oh, Lily made that the whole crew is not going back to Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just can't imagine them being okay with with uh, with Werner being taken out. You know? No, I mean, yeah. there's like a couple of ways. But it can they've go still got to finish the job. I mean, they've destroyed the big rock, which was the big thing, but they still have work to do, right? I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's a couple of ways it could go down where they where Mike uh, and his crew take out Werner. And the other guys don't know what happened to him, or they just say Werner went home, or, or we never they, caught him, or they bring him back and they force him to work and lead the team. I don't but know. But then he tells everybody that I don't know. I got it. Like I said, I got it. I got it. Mike goes outside, murders Werner with a box cutter. Once they get him back, walks back inside <laughs> with the blood all over him. Looks at the rest of the team as they're standing there, mid throwing a soccer ball, mid drinking a beer, and he goes, "No ticket." And then just throws the knife down. No? Nobody? Indiana Jones? <laughs> or he says, like, get back to work. Cool. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's not bad, actually. Any really questions? Good. Yeah. But, uh, Anyone else want to go outside? Hear, yeah, like, yeah. The, the note that Werner left, I'm sure we're going to have to see that, because he left a note that said, bye, Mike. Saw that, and the yeah. other, But the other piece of paper looked like a diagram or something that, like, was instructions of what to do uh, next or something. So yeah. he left it. He left instructions for Kai to take over the running of the job. But we'll see. We'll have to wait and see next week. Um, and you know what? I don't think Kai. I don't think Kai is from the from like when the Germans first arrived. That we everybody was like thinking, "Oh, Kai's the real troublemaker." I don't think he is. I think he's just like Werner said. Oh, he's a good boy. He's just a loudmouth, and he's you yeah, know. He's, and and once once people because like he was the guy so that's Kai's like a Chad. He's like Mike. You got to have a beer with us. Come on, man. We don't accept it. You're not. And yeah. he's just like he's just that guy. He's like the life of the party, and he's a bit of a well, you know ha- wants to be the center in, of attention. Once and, people are like in leadership, and they peg somebody as the bad person, they end up staying the bad person. 
and they can just like have an, have a Baltic effect for somebody almost immediately because they do one bad thing in the beginning and they have a uh, stigma towards someone. You know, it's it's uh, I see it happen all the fucking time, and I that probably is what happened. And it's so sad yeah. that all this happened right after. Yeah, you mentioned that moment where they're like, "Yeah, Mike, 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 Mike," you know, and he uh, he, he basically just serenades them with "Good job." Um, yeah. <laughs> I have one more point on the side of Kai is actually a bad guy. Oh. He cheats at volleyball. How do you cheat at volleyball? That motherfucker. I was wondering that too. I was like, how do you cheat at volleyball? He puts (laughs) helium in the soccer ball. That's right. You heard it here, folks. That actually makes a difference. That's funny. How do you cheat? He just like, he like walks by the board and it's a dry erase board. He just kind of like squidges out part of the number. Well, alright. Well, anything else on the Super Lab before we get into what I'm considering the main event? No, no, it's just uh, like, no. I'm see how Mike's gonna handle this? Like, the, obviously, we got like, a lot of mysteries. The beginning of this episode with yes. what I'm calling their Ocean's Eight moment with yes. Debbie Ocean right there up front. I got my wish. One one perfectly executed scam before things go bad. They <laughs> did a I love crime it. together. It was so good, and, and like, it was for awesome. Mesa Verde, which is uh, weird. Uh, and they did it like there were so many things where I was like, okay, she's gonna knock over the papers and then scuffle them around and pick it up. Nope, she's gonna do this. Nope. Oh, he's gonna spill his drink on it. Nope. And then the fact that the lady she got Shirley, poor Shirley, she got Shirley to say. Let's just switch him out. Are you well, sure? Well, Shirley was like totally invested. She was calling Bill she by name. She had to get that official she was stamp. Calling, she was calling a like she 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 was calling them by name. Like she called mm-hmm. you know she was calling the baby Aiden. She was calling um, Jimmy Bill. Like she was totally invested in what was going on. Shirley, you're like, a you're a good person. So, I appreciate uh, you. Like I really do. Sorry, so all. the plan the plan rested on a leaky milk bag. Yeah. Which I wrote in my notes, Canada joke question mark. As soon as I saw that, and I was just going to say, this is the superiority of American cartons is that we don't leak all over our blueprints here. Well, well. I, as soon as I saw him put the bag down, <laughs> I was like, the guys are going to give me guff about. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Actually, <laughs> I've had a, a, a many a gallon of milk. If you sit it down in the uh, the old the old uh, floorboard, the old passenger side, when you're driving home, so it doesn't get all warm in the the heat. If it bonks around just a little too much, that shit'll break, man. A fucking top oh, flap. Oh yeah, of absolutely. Uh, there is one downside. You don't see bagged milk on TV very often. In my, it's true. In my opinion, there's only one downside to bagged milk, and that is when you're done with the bag. You don't know the distinct pleasure of putting the cap back on and then jumping on it to launch the cap across the room. <laughs> you did that one. I just always crumbled the, the the thing as small as I could get it and then put the cap on real oh, quick so that no air could get in. Satisfying. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. See, most of our milk comes like I don't buy bagged milk because it comes in too. There's too much of it for a single guy like me, so I buy it in cartons. Oh yeah. So. I have that I issue buy, with a lot of stuff. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Sometimes Shane, we should do a podcast about like how grocery stores should really market to for singles. <laughs> but uh, oh, we started. But, if I can find those four packs of eggs, oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> oh shit! But um, but uh, did you do you think that they scoped out uh Shirley before they went there? 
Because, like, did you notice that there was the one shot of Shirley's workspace there of her desk, and there was, like, two pictures of babies? Oh, yeah. That, like, I feel like any woman of her age in an office job is going to have babies in her life. Like, um, it's just standard. Purposes. Yeah, grandchildren yeah. or something, yeah. Yeah, or the kids I just, in church or something, I don't know. I was just wondering if, like, they really did, like, like Trent said, like the total Ocean's 8 thing, like they actually scoped it out. The and one thing that I would believe is if they did some research on her and found out she was a single mom, because they do have that line Ooh. about, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, single mom, I got to do it on my own. You know, I feel like maybe they might have checked her out, knew that she would feel for that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, they yeah. do have lawyers who have access to, like, stuff, like people's records. Information. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> um, maybe they checked out her <laughs> MySpace page. Maybe that's what's up. <laughs> um, Friendster. Uh, yeah, She's but, on yeah. LinkedIn. Come on. But, uh, no, that, I, I hope that they did. It was so perfectly executed. Every little bit. I felt, I feel like... The the uh, you love this shot, the opening shot of the show with Kim's ponytail as she was walking in, mm-hmm. and it also reminded me of Gus walking into his in the end season four when he walks into the old age home to oh, go. Oh, when his ponytail was bouncing back and forth. But like he didn't have a ponytail, but they did the same sort of shot of sure. like from behind his head. Yeah. And they did the same with Heisenberg too at some point where they showed him from behind like that. Like, it's one of their It things. was just like yeah. when you see that it's like this is going to be some badass stuff now. Yeah, and like, she was even the like back going, of the headshot um, means badass stuff coming right up. She was going right faster up. than she had to so she was out of breath when she was explaining it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. But what I was saying I is, that, is I, I think that oh. like, I feel like from the what they how they executed it, it was both of them adding aspects to because this felt like a plan that someone came up with, and then they're like, "Wait, but what if this?" So you switch this part and what and to cover up all the holes. Like it was yeah. so good. Mm. Okay, yeah, I have two things. Mm-hmm. Which number one is. Uh, you, you just talked about how she was out of breath because she was moving so fast. I think that was also part of the scam mm-hmm. to be more sympathetic. I'm yeah. on oh, yeah, one yeah, foot, yeah. and I'm a single mom, and I'm out of breath because oh, I had yeah. to I'll tell you something funny. I did I, – I, I, I haven't been able to listen to the Insider podcast for a couple of weeks, but I did listen to it today for this episode. And Reese Seahorn was on it, and she was talking about how she had just come from doing ADR, which is, I guess, it stands for alternative mm-hmm. dialogue recording. Yeah, it's where you re-record. So, replacement, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she she was doing ADR for this scene when, and she said, "You know what? I had to hop when I was recording to get the breathing <laughs> to get right. the sound right." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick. But yeah, that's when they don't get the sound recorded correctly on the set, so they have to redo the audio later. Nick, yeah. have you ever seen um, the movie Payback with Mel Gibson? Oh, have I? I don't know. It's a it's a it's a good movie, but the whole movie he completely ADR'd. All of his uh, audio. Oh, other, people, other people would have to as well, but he did it so it could be like extra gruff on the microphone. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and when you know it and you watch the movie, uh, no, I haven't seen it. I just oh, it's I so guess. good. It's such a good movie. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. ADR is a nightmare, but also really nice when it works out. I have had two ADR lines before with short films, and there was one time we shot one where one other person in the scene with me ADR their lines, and the director didn't tell me. That I should come in and ADR my lines, so my lines. So you sounded nice and, terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I aren't friends anymore. There's a reason. 
<laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's fucking cool. Um, well, so they Wait, do... what's the other thing you I were had... gonna say, Shane? Uh, sorry, the other thing I was going to say is that this was an extra long episode, and I appreciate that I feel like they used some of that real estate on this scene, because they could have, the plan was long. They could have cut out parts of the plan uh, for story, for time. But the fact that we have an extra long episode, and it's not all, you know, huge plot revelations or who escaped or is somebody going to blow up, part of the extra time was used on can we have this really sort of complicated scene where they're doing a prank, uh, uh, scam, and I yeah, loved it. Absolutely. And I, it was well used. It wasn't padded. Nothing in this episode mm-hmm. was padded, and I, 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 no. I, I'm with you. I'm glad that they did spend – they took their time with that, and they did it the right way. Even, yeah, you could say, like, the possible explosion scene maybe was padded, but, like, it built tension in just the right way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, with the with mm-hmm. the, the heist, with the Ocean's 8 um, – it was it was amazing. It was fan fucking fantastic. And then you get a really delightful scene in the diner afterwards. It's 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 possibly their last great moment. Mm. Uh, there was then. a deleted scene of them in the parking lot mm-hmm. after where she comes out and she's got both crutches in one hand and she kind of is like got her <laughs> arms in the air and he's like got thumbs up like yeah we just did this. Oh yeah. I was I saw a photo of someone from from Breaking Bad posted or something somewhere that said deleted shot photo from a deleted scene and it was like oh I would have liked to see that scene well is there anything else um, before we move into his his kind of like hearing or whatever you want to call that um, just a stupid thing real quick Um, we mentioned it a little bit in the quiz I think but I had heard the term parrot head before I had not heard of the band the Coral Reefer Band (laughs) which yeah that's why I googled it name for a band yeah, 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 it's the because it reminds me of coral reefs, and it reminds me of reefer, and it reminds yeah. me of coral, coral from Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, it's from the Havana Dreamin', not with no G, Dreamin', because uh-huh. he's that cool tour. Um, mm. I just the, love the way they were able to put humor in it as well. Like, hey, not so fast! I'm in flip flops here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can hear like in my head when things like that happen. For some reason, I can hear like. Vince Gilligan being like, oh, he's gotta have, he's gotta have a Jimmy Buffett shirt on, and just like sunglasses with the hanging things. After he realizes that he's left his nephew in his car, he's still slurping out of his cup. Yeah. You know, while they're racing out. And Vince has always struck me as, like, that's the thing that stands out to me about him, is, is how dry or subtle, how he's really good at subtle humor. And like he oh, really... which just turns to Shirley, to Shirley is like, oh, hi, lady. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it's so good. Every inch of that was fucking amazing. It was perfect. So, so good. So Just just seamless. It, it was it was as airtight as my butthole in the almost explosion scene. That's how tight that scene was. Ghost proof. That's how tight it was. Um but let's let's go into his uh, his hearing a little bit his uh, whatever the fuck that is where they're like we we control if you're a lawyer uh, or not so you better I hated us. them so much or at is least that, I hated Meg so much yeah you did for I thought she was okay like, no I understand what? yes sorry she she was correct to try to look for um, him to mention his brother to try to you know have moved past it she actually was correct there should have been more. Uh, more honesty there. However, the show has conditioned me to be on Jimmy's side. So, yeah, I was upset with her because as a viewer of the show, I was trying for Jimmy to get what he wanted, you know? That's yeah, true. Oh, yeah. I, but I thought I thought the guy... Did you recognize the guy, by the way? No. I was like, um, I was like beating myself... 
but I don't know. When I first saw him, I was like trying to place him, and it finally came to me. He was like Jack Black's roommate in uh, School of Rock, like Edge. Uh, uh, Ed no, mm-hmm. his roommate in in School of Rock is the guy yeah. last name White, who Mike the White. Movie. Yeah, that's a different that's guy. The- are you sure? A thousand percent. Yes, I'm sure, because he wrote I the movie, for- and he stars in it as Ned Schneebly, and he was on The Amazing Race twice, and he's on the current season of Survivor. Yeah, he's actually That's Jack right. Black's neighbor in real life. They wrote that movie because uh, he just thought it would be funny for Jack to have a uh, band with kids. You accidentally for- found two School of Rock nerds. High five, Shane. Hi, fucking <laughs> five. I love that movie, and I—that's—that's that's who I thought it it's was. It's a good movie. It's not my favorite movie ever. It's a good movie. Well, I'm not saying it's our favorite. I'm just saying we're—we <laughs> had all these stories about the fucking guy, Amazing Race. And all oh yeah. That. I'm <laughs> sorry. I just know reality TV. How come? She's now. I'm still now. I'm like, who was that actor then? Because he looked so familiar. He's probably but, doing other and, stuff. Anyway, the but I thought that that guy when he was asking Jimmy the questions, I thought he was looking for that mention of Chuck as well. And then I thought Meg was actually almost trying to like spoon feed him, like trying to get it out of him. Like she she was Yeah, I think she, she was actually she actually was like prompting him a couple times like like come on, give it to me and like I'm gonna give you ask you another question. This one should get it out of you and Yeah and I Who I think, is your influence or whatever, you know? But she wanted yeah, to say it. Yeah. That's where I, I, I Okay, so obvious. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Obviously, I'm wrong in this because what you guys are saying and what happened in the show. But I'll be honest with you. When Kim said, "Yeah, they were looking for you to to bring up Chuck," I was thinking, I don't know that I would have been. I mean, I feel like if somebody did that to their brother and then put, took him to like not court, took him to lawyer court, whatever the fuck that was. A board hearing Extra or whatever. Extra court. Extra Super court. Law court. Um, <laughs> space court. But anyway, they, he, uh, he takes him, he takes him through all this shit. He kind of attacks him and all this stuff. And then he comes in, he's like, oh gee, mm, golly, mm, uh, my brother, he's the one that got me into law. I feel like that would feel fake. And so I think Insincere. maybe, maybe I don't understand. No, you know? I think it's, I can see both sides of it, man. I, I totally can. Like, it shouldn't. It kind of shouldn't matter. Like you. No, I um, agree that it shouldn't matter. That's exactly right. It shouldn't. But it's like. It's like they, who? They're they're viewing him morally as well as. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, can he do the law? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It did remind me though, because I, I already had it in my head about the oceans movies and oceans eight and oceans eleven start very similarly. It's an ocean in front of a parole board, and uh, the mm-hmm. oceans eleven's. I think has a better one just slightly because uh, they're they're like uh, you know why did you do you feel that you know why do you think that you got caught and he's like um my wife left me I was in a self destructive pattern and they're like do you think that you would return <laughs> back to the life of crime he goes well she already left me once I don't think she'd leave me again for kicks and so <laughs> I de- I felt like that I felt I thought about that a little bit in this hearing of like. Do you think that you would repeat this crime again? Well, my brother's dead, so probably wouldn't assault him again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's not uh, cool <laughs> to tell that joke, or maybe it is because it's his brother. I don't know. Yeah, but, no, I get uh, it. Anyway, yeah, I know. I was a little confused, and, and uh, yeah, I'm conditioned to want good stuff for Jimmy until, until, and I am, I am fucking heartbroken to say this, but... 
I, I don't give a shit that you're upset that you spent, oh, you spent a, a whole, a whole year trying to do something. A whole one? Whoa, wow, you really gave up a whole lot. A whole year to try and be a lawyer. And then you <laughs> jump down Kim's but, fucking throat because you didn't get it. Because you broke the law. No. Yeah. He shouldn't have jumped down her throat. No. But I really get his frustration because it's watching that scene. I was thinking, man, they, they're going to give it back to him. You know, he's been waiting this whole year. He's mm-hmm. done, as far as they're concerned, everything he's supposed to do. He shows up there. He does his best presentation at this meeting, yeah. and it doesn't go through. I get he's pissed off. He can be, I, he I don't can be think, pissed off, yeah. but him doing that, he's a fucking asshole. And he needs yeah. to get just a fucking modicum. He needs to talk to her about his frustrations instead of treating her like he is frustrated about her, and it all. Served. I think Jimmy he, he has a bad inferiority complex. Well, maybe he does. Yeah, he definitely I has a chip on his shoulder, that. and he's been trying to hide it for a long like, time. He but he is yeah. sure that she doesn't respect him. He doesn't know she's sitting in her office making a, a mug and getting him a leather suitcase lawyer thing. He, in his mind. She is looking down on him like everybody's always looked down on him. He has that's, this inferiority complex. He does have an inferiority complex. That's I I I think I wrote that down even. I but I, yeah, and he's been looking for this approval. He he wants to be he wants Chuck's approval. He wants he wants someone to see him as competent, good. You yeah, know, that's very and true. and he and through but she does, but he doesn't and, believe and it. And through his through his own bed. Poor judgment and bad breaks. He never gets it. And the thing is with the the argument, though, it's the same thing with like when he when he lost it with uh, Chuck a bit. Is like he when he gets angry, when he gets frustrated, he does stuff without thinking. Even when people tell him not to do stuff, like uh, um, he will go ahead and do it. Yeah. Like he, like uh, and. With the that rooftop scene, um, I think like he's it was like each line that they each were saying was like an escalation, and it was like they ended up both going a little bit too far. It was like he said something, then she said something, and then he let, said something, and he let out a bit too much information, even if it's what he's really feeling. Uh, he, and then she he let out and feelings. Then, she let out then, the truth. And then she did the same. Yeah. And it's like, and then it was like the ball was rolling downhill for both of them, and they got to a point where it's out there and they cannot take it back. See, I don't think well, that it, I, I don't feel think like, it escalated um, on her part as much. I think she yeah. got pushed into a corner and was like, "Fucking, you know what? Okay, here's the truth of the matter." She didn't make things you've like personal been, attacks. Was it? You've always been low. You've always been small. <laughs> you're always down, and it is. She's you're always down. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and oh, she didn't lie. I'm just saying that she. Like he, she, he, on the other hand, she said took stuff, it to a different level. Like, I don't think she she would have said that if she hadn't been riled up. Because she didn't want to... She felt bad for... Cause she, what am I trying to say here? I don't know. She, what, she, what she said hurt him. And she, yeah. But it came out, and it was the truth. But if she could take it back, she would. Because she didn't mean to hurt him like that well, in that moment. We get it's to just the like end she, of the episode and... That. We get to the end of the episode, and he looks like he's just going to move out, and yeah. she comes up to him again. So my question is, how many times does this happen that she forgives him and tries to help him again? And that's yeah. why that's why the stuff that she said, 
There isn't anything that she did wrong in that conversation. If anything, the only thing she did wrong is she didn't fucking take the leash off just a little bit. She was caged up just a little more than she could have been. She could have come at him so much fucking harder because he lost his shit. I don't care what inferiority complex he has. Him talking to someone that way makes him an asshole. He's a grade-A fucking asshole for acting that way. He's a dumbass asshole, and now he's not a lawyer asshole either because he's a fucking idiot. So he does all of that, and here is my problem with Kim, because she doesn't get away from my wrath either. I said <laughs> if she goes in there first that I am absolutely ready for them to be apart. I don't care really what the matter really? is. Because she is absolutely this is a codependent relationship at that point. It's a it's a toxic one. She is putting herself back into this. She knows that this is going to keep going around. And I, I don't think that she's like there to try and like fix him, per se, but she kind of is, in a, in a, in a roundabout sort of way. Um, she needs Trent, to... I have a question, then. Yeah. Well, you're talking about how you don't mind if they break up now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This show is Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. As Jimmy has gone on, uh, you know, Chuck died, obviously, uh, and... Uh, Hamilton is uh, less on the show now since he's not with the law firm and everything. If Kimmy and Jim break up and and Jimmy becomes Saul and he moves on, the show will probably follow him and not so much her. How do you feel about that since I know you love her character? Would you be okay with the show moving past her? It's unfortunate that Jimmy treats her like a kicked fucking puppy and that she's become a kicked puppy. And I would rather see somebody get out of that vicious cycle. And the Breaking Bad Averse, man, it's all just like a whirlwind that sucks people in and crushes them. It's, it's so just, it's a you wouldn't mind the show moving on without her? It would suck. I would be upset. Yeah. But I don't want to see her get hurt. I'm sorry. I, get I like him. No, I get it. I was just curious from your point of view because I know how much you like her as a character. And I don't want to see Jimmy take her all the way down. Unfortunately, I can tell right now that Jimmy is going to take her all the way down because what did he say before? He's good at breaking things. That's mm. that. He's not good at creating things. He's good at breaking them. And well, that's what's I was happen. when I was thinking of that when I was watching that scene. That one of the thoughts that went through my mind is that I wonder if the what Chuck said to Kim about Jimmy is echoing in her head as she's saying these things to him. Probably. Because, um, but I'm not as I'm not as I'm, I haven't gone as far as you, Trent, with saying I'm ready for them to break up. Yeah, I just uh, don't be- like because people in that kind of be- situation. Because the because of the way he was to her in that situ in in that argument. Um. Uh, I think you said uh, you don't care if he has like inferiority complex. He what he said to her was not fair, right? Yeah, absolutely. As you said. Well, I don't know if I said fair, but I, I know it makes him an but asshole. It was like it was not right for him to say that. Yeah. Or it was well, but uh, he was very he, insulting. He was very insulting about her job. Because he felt like a little person. Well, and he, and he was refusing personal. to. He was refusing to take her uh, compassion for him. You know, he was sitting there yeah. saying she didn't really believe that way or whatever. Yeah, and I don't know if, uh, like, I think she. I, I mean, I, I think she was completely justified in everything she said. Yeah, that's, I agree. and like I said, but he, but I think he pushed her to say more than she wanted to. And, uh, 
and he, I mean, what I was saying in, in, inside my head about him was like, Jimmy, cool it, man. Like, slow it, like, yeah. stop it. Like, just, like, put a, like, no. Like, I, well, which I one understand. Which one you always saying that earlier, that he doesn't do that, that he, he goes but, on yeah, exactly. uh, when people he, tell him not to. Yeah, he just, he doesn't have that self-control when he's in that kind of mood. And, it's, and that's uh, why Trent was standing up yelling at his wall, <laughs> telling him to fucking stop. Like, shit. Yeah. yeah. Stop it, you fucking idiot. You got one thing. Man, the, the characters on these shows sure do like to make bad decisions. And I can, under, I, can, I, mean, I can understand, Trent, if you're, like, when... Okay, the final scene when he's packing up and she comes in and says, do you still want to be a lawyer? He says, yes. And she's like, well, we can start from there. And I I think I'm with you. If you, I think you're thinking the same thing as me. It's like, okay, how many times is she going to allow herself to do this? Yeah, to get walked well, over, yeah. Yeah, to get walked on like this. It's like what you yeah. said about the, or one of you has said about like the, the, thinking about what Chuck said. Yeah, like the beaten... The beaten puppy syndrome. It's like yeah. stop going back. And I, I. So as much as I like them as a couple, and how much like I mean, come on. The, the, the beginning of this episode, it was like this is what they should be. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, if they could just put like their shit together. So it's like I love seeing them together, and I don't want them to break up. But at the same time, I'm sympathetic to her, and it's like, you know, this is. <sighs> I think if, what was killing me fix, if he's not, if he's not going to be if he's not going to get what he wants that's going to make him happy he's going to keep going down a road that's going to get you in uh, it's going to hurt you you yeah. know so it's it's really tough one thing that really struck me during that argument was the part that made me cringe the most was when they were talking uh, about how he wanted her to have an office with him Mm-hmm. And she was kind of saying, "An office is that it? Is that what you're you're thinking about this dumb office? And it's so important to him. That's what was making me cringe so hard during that yeah. argument. And, yeah. I, and I'll even go back to the point of like, that's his fucking fault too. If he would have mm-hmm. laid it out to her, like he's he's trying to not make her feel bad, but then he's not doing a full. J- he's half-assing two things instead of whole-assing one thing. We've had this conversation on this podcast before." <laughs> Um, he's taking a half measure. If you'd fucking open up and just be like, you know, all that time when you guys are sitting there doing nothing, eating your silent-ass dinners at the fucking island, talk to each other and be like, hey, you know what? This really fucking sucks. I really want to have an office with you. Hey, what if we just became cool criminal types who hung out together and solved wacky mysteries? Yeah, that be cool? (laughs) Yeah, he he fucked it all up. I, 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 I am still, I got like a little shred of love for Jimmy. But you know what? He becomes a real awful person. He's done some really awful things. And then this right there was just kind of like it took the cake. You know, at whatever point that I got to that with with uh, uh, with Walter in, uh, in Breaking Bad, which happened much earlier, um, <laughs> probably when he let Jane die is probably the point where I was like, all right, yep, the devil, full-on, full-blown, 1,000% devil. Um, maybe it was sooner. I don't remember. Point being is that I'm I'm at that point now where I'm like, you know what, man? I mean, he can try and come back if he wants to, but I'm not really rooting for You're not Jimmy. buying it. No, no, I'm not, I'm not on Team Jimmy anymore. Let's fucking hurry up and get your ass to Saul, because I'm, I'm tired of this self-pity party. Mm. But, 
Do you think anyway. that once he becomes the Saul that you know, do you think you'll be able to root for him then? Or will you still be rooting against him because you know he's a bad guy? I have no idea. I'd say the situation. But this one was just like, uh, it's too far. And like to not come in the door and be the like... Story hey, is like this. Yeah, but for him to not come in the door and be like, I'm really sorry. Like, he doesn't have to, like, yeah. grovel. He doesn't have to crawl on his hands and knees. But he should just, like, be like... Because he, he did. He just, like, barely mumbled, like, I said some bad things. Like, that's how I heard it when he was standing there, like, moping, putting his shit in a sad little box. He had cons- he had consigned himself to... He was just going to pack his stuff up and leave. Yeah. So, anyway. Because Maybe. he doesn't try. Like you said, like somebody said earlier... He doesn't try to fix the relationship. He just assumes he breaks everything that he touches, and so he's just going to leave. There you go. Mm. But uh, maybe, I mean, maybe he hasn't had someone. Well, I mean, no, maybe I'm wrong because his mom and dad, obviously, if we believe everything Chuck said, is like doted on Jimmy. But maybe in his relationships, he's never had someone that would would go the extra mile just for him so he gives yeah. up when he thinks he's blown it you know like um she definitely has gone above and beyond as far yeah. as uh, oh yeah being there for him well but i i have three little things before we okay. wrap this up or go all to right. the emails and they're not they're kind of all over the place but i felt when I, when we're talking about the interview in front of his review board there or whatever mm-hmm. when he was getting teared up a little i actually thought Maybe there was a little bit of mourning for Chuck, even if he didn't articulate it like they wanted him to. I actually thought he might have been thinking about him, even subconsciously. Oh, that's what I, that's well, you, what I thought. Yeah, I definitely think that the American Samoa story is easier on him mentally than the Chuck story. <laughs> I think he's probably definitely still thinking about Chuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, second point I had goes back to the scam. Um, do you think there will be any repercussions uh, when, um, w- uh, like, for Kim out of that, or is that did they get away with that clean? Like, because mm, you know, know, Kevin and Paige are going to be like, "What? You got us the bigger branch? How did that happen?" Kev's, Kevin's going to probably be like, "Oh, awesome! Thanks, thanks!" And Paige is going to be like. How did that happen? Yeah, and, I, I mean, thought about that on the rewatch. How she Viola uh, is going to be like, "Ooh, I, I'm onto you." And that, and that guy from The Wire is going to be like, shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, For those so that, that just tuned in, they're like, wait, somebody from The Wire was in this episode? What happened? But uh, that was, yeah, so I was thinking about that. Is that, like, I think Kim could could blow it off and it's like, oh, I was able to, I don't know. Like, she could, I don't know. Okay. She she might be able to make up an excuse that Paige would buy. I yeah. don't know. But then my final one, and I did have a problem with the escape that Werner made. Because, huh. mm-hmm. um, okay, he just happened to have a laser pointer. Now, um, when they established his character, the reason why he was selected over the French guy was because the French guy had a laser measuring device and all the high-tech gear, and Werner was old-school analog, um, so, so it was a, it seemed a little bit out of place that he would have a laser pointer. I thought, well, maybe he had one to point out stuff to the guys in the dark down working there. But, so, okay, so he had a laser pointer. But the fact that he dropped it, uh, well, first of all, 
I don't buy that he was able to keep it aimed at the camera outdoors when he was climbing down that ladder because it would take a pretty steady hand to keep it focused directly into well, the lens. Wasn't of the camera. it once once you focus it on there one time, <laughs> don't you get that burn and then you can get uh, you got like twenty seconds to eat or something and you can get away? I don't know. I think you would have to aim it at the camera the whole time. But um, I thought that they said that there was a like a volt uh, thing, like a, a surge, and then spike, it yeah. went white for a second. And then it's. It, they said it was like they thought it was out, but then it came back about twenty seconds later. They did. Okay. Yeah, the two guys All said right. that. MythBusters, where are you when we need see, you? See, I would see. That's you? why I thought Mike discovered the, the escape because the because the guy said, "What's what are this? What are those dead pixels from?" And the guy's like, "Oh, we had a voltage surge." And the first question I had was, "Well, then didn't." that happened to all the cameras and then when he figured out it only happened to like a couple cameras then he was able to see that the cameras pointed the same direction so yeah some and he definitely followed like, that to get like, Werner's path but, but I'm just saying that Werner had more time than you thought he doesn't have to aim it the okay. whole time alright I, I, I guess I'm I'm basically yeah I don't know the, the the actual physics of it I was thinking of the movie The Inside Man where they aim the lights at the cameras and they have to be aimed at the camera to block it out. But um, you could be right. Like if you if it could it could blind the camera for twenty seconds. Um, but still, why would he drop it? Like I know it's 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 part of the storytelling. Like once you once you have Mike pick it up you establish how he was able to blind the cameras. But I just thought that's not Werner's character that he would... I, I thought it wasn't Werner's character that he would have a laser pointer, and I thought it w- wasn't his character that he would just drop it and leave it lying there. It just, to me... Well, he's got to run, and he doesn't have a lot of pockets or anything. I don't know. Maybe he didn't view it as that necessary. <laughs> I have one more item than I have pockets. I must decide, should I run across the desert holding this laser pointer, or... I could drop it here. I could remove okay. one of the sandwiches from my pocket and put the laser pointer. <laughs> well, you don't know where you are hey, in the desert. You don't know how far it is to pocket. the... But yeah, I want to keep fussy. my sandwich in the sandwich pocket as it feels nice and comfortable. So I will lay this... La- <laughs> he didn't know He didn't know how far away the car that his wife had arranged with her book club through her secret messages... Yeah. Was that was going to pick him up? He might have needed those sandwiches. I'm just getting too nitpicky, I guess. I, I don't know. It's okay. That's a good point to bring up. We'll we'll see well, if maybe that, there was like a. I like trying to figure that stuff out. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, and and because I'm I'm uh, doing a lot of writing and and learning storytelling techniques, I was just it, it really kind of stood out to me. But, but it, uh, it could okay, also up. it could also show that like he's not in his right mind. Normal Werner would have just stayed and finished the job, but he's kind of going out of his mind a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe maybe oh, the, also the actor that the actor that played the the head of the little review board there, uh, he's been in a ton of stuff. But uh, the only thing I think I've seen him in is an episode of The Office. Like he's not. You're right. He's not the guy I thought he was. <laughs> but uh, well, anyway, let's get on to the mailbag. Uh, Nick, you want to take uh, Maria's Maria Maria? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, sorry, Maria, just gonna find. If you want to send in emails to talk mm-hmm. to us about your thoughts and stuff about the show, or send in quiz questions or predictions, send them to BalticEffect at gmail dot com. We mentioned earlier we'll be starting back up the Walking Dead podcast next week. If you have some thoughts about that, send them in as well. Uh, use the subject line uh, for what the subject of the email is. Novel idea. Use them for what they're there for. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, if uh, I mean. If you go to the Baltic Effect Facebook page, 
you can pretty much figure out who we are. And <laughs> I know we used to act this way in the past, but like, if you want to friend us on Facebook, uh, oh, I don't know, mind. Yeah, just sure, tell us who a, we are. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I got to know Shane and Trent and Sadie and Nate as when mm-hmm. back when I was just a fan and I used to yeah, listen. I'm, and I'm only on, I started off as a writer in her. Yeah, <laughs> I'm only on Facebook because of podcasting. If I didn't <laughs> podcast, I would have left Facebook by now. I'm not joking. It was Bill. Then how many great Facebook Messenger conversations would you and me and Nate not have had? Well, none. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have well, known you, you were if at I work for eight hours. <laughs> I wouldn't have known you. And you, uh, hold, let's back this up. You wouldn't have known Nate. <laughs> maybe. Oh, no. Maybe. Maybe. I've listened to the podcast without being friends with y'all, and I wrote in without being friends with y'all. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if I had stopped... I wrote in to Nate the first time I ever wrote into the podcast about his dumb boat shoes. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but, 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 but anyway, Maria's email, Nick. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so, her email is titled, Better Call Saul Season 4 Finale Predictions. Ooh, predictions. Um, hey, guys. Hey. Hi. Uh, Hola. So, I have a couple predictions ahead of the finale. One... Jimmy will not get his law license back as Jimmy McGill, even with Kim helping him appeal it. I'm going to assume, Maria, that these are official predictions, and I'm putting them in the predictions scorebook. If it's not official, tell me next time, and I will delete them. But as of right now, you're going in the book, and these are in the game. Uh, Number two, Kim will find some kind of loophole, and Jimmy will start practicing law as Saul Goodman. Uh, I can't imagine what that would be, but I would love to see it happen. Three, Jimmy will finally make peace with the whole Chuck factor. (laughs) I love love last season on the Chuck factor when that one judge (laughs) was such an asshole. And he was just like, no, I'm not going to spin my chair around. You don't get a choke. The Chuck factor is like a political roundtable on Sunday morning. Really? (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chuck factor. We're going to be talking about the voters today. I thought the Chuck Factor is a number they assign to amusement park rides with how much they make you vomit. <laughs> That's good. Oh, this this roller coaster's got a Chuck Factor of seven. Yo, man, um, don't go on that one after you had the corn dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the Chuck Factor goes up to eight if a snack stand is located next to the ride. Anyway, um, way off topic. Um, I really think. Uh, that possible breakdown scene that I was thinking about earlier in the season will come up in the finale, leading to Jimmy reconciling with the whole Chuck factor. What do you think? <laughs> reconciling with the whole Chuck factor. The I band know, gets I back know. together. Yeah. Um, uh, he's going to have a breakdown and and, and more, start mourning. I kind of feel like this episode was the breakdown. Maybe. Um, yeah. I don't know. Next week being the finale, I don't know if he's going to have another breakdown. I think this was it. I think we saw it tonight. But that's yeah. just me. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I don't know the way he said to Kim, like, "What the heck?" He he actually he, he used the f word, the second f word in the season. That's mm-hmm. got to be a record. Was a what? That was I'm not going to sell fucking. Or, I'm not going to sell cell phones for a fucking year. Yeah, Sorry, but then he's mom. also what the what yeah. the heck is my? Do I have to? Why do I? Have, what the fuck does Chuck have to do with Whoa. it? Like it's. I, I didn't Chuck. catch that one. I caught the other one. Huh. But he had he had like well he said. The S, the shit word. He said the, <laughs> he said the shit word. He called the shit poop. <laughs> kids, kids at home, ask your parents poop what word. the shit word is. Yeah, yeah. The, and also, S, but Nick Sierra's no, mom. He was sorry. like really, uh, yeah. Okay, mom, I apologize for this whole three minutes of podcast, but um, 
Yeah, like he was, he was like, what the heck does, uh, why do I have to make a big hairy deal about my dead brother for? Like, like yeah. he was like, that was it. He put the nail in it. And I think, like I said before, I thought when he was in the interview and he was tearing up a bit, I think inside his mind, even if it wasn't conscious, he was mourning for Chuck at that moment. Oh yeah. I but then at, afterwards, it was like the fact, and I agree with Shane, like, the fact that they were expecting that from him was unreasonable. It does who you, you don't judge the guy on how he emotionally handles something. Mm-hmm. He said he regretted his actions. That's enough. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, back to the email. I can't believe you guys uh, would say some lawyers are kind of unscrupulous. That's weird. Why would you say that? <laughs> Man. Anyway. Um, keep up the great work, guys. You are always totally awesome. Oh, thank you. She's still new. She'll get to know her. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, great. Maria from upstate New York. Thanks, that Maria. That's Maria, awesome. Yeah. Albany or Utica? Know. I don't know. We still <laughs> I think I made that same joke last time. Don't know. Uh, okay. um, I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for writing in. Um, Shane, will you want to take uh, Bricktails? And do. Bricktails. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Says, hello, gentlemen and gentlemen. Hi. Hola. Not much time to write as you record tonight, and I've got to get some work done before I leave. Mm. Just wanted to say this one had all the feels. Yeah. I was so stressed that whole scene where Werner was checking the explosives. Mm. I was just sure that they were going to kill him off, which I'm sure is what they were trying to get us to think. (laughs) Instead, the goodbye of the title was him actually escaping from Mike's warehouse of fun. Sadly (laughs) for my prediction, (laughs) he didn't actually dig a tunnel, so I'm glad I didn't make it an officially official prediction. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Also, lots of tension in the scene between Lalo and Gus. The later, the latter, I was just so sad when Jimmy and Kim. Oh, then later, okay, that makes way more sense. Then later, I was just so sad when Jimmy and Kim started fighting, and more so when he came by the apartment later to pack up his things. I hope he gets a happy ending to the season. Oh, that's a lot of hope there. Yeah. Um, he continues. You know. The biggest pancake is not the best pancake, <laughs> or they would call it the best pancake that happens to be the biggest. <laughs> Retail slash Bruce. Uh, I, I absolutely agree. The biggest pancake is not. As a pancake ear, a pancake a pancake connoisseur. A pancake ear, like a, like a sommelier or whatever. A pancake Like a sommelier? A, ho- a yeah. hotelier? I'm a pancake ear. Um, and uh, I, I agree. The biggest is not the best. It's just not. Because <sighs> silver dollar pancakes can be delightful. Oh, yeah. um, but, uh, I'm going to be so happy when I'm Adobe. off this low-carb thing. And I think, uh, <laughs> let's see, it looks like uh, Lily just had time for quiz questions, which thank you for, if you made time for anything, thank you for making time for that. Oh, thank you, everybody. Everybody, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I feel kind of bad putting you in the last reading spot, Shane. I thought there was one more, so I was going to take That's it. okay. I don't mind. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I thank you guys for being here with me on this week when I mm-hmm. when I had to come to terms with the the goodbye of Kim of, of uh, a really sad moment. And yeah, okay. She's maybe, still around for now. Maybe it's a little personal for me that I don't take too kindly to 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 flapjackery lawyers, cell phone <laughs> scumbags talking to my girl Kim that way. Um, but uh, it was it was Look, a, what other boyfriend can she possibly get that can offer her 200 burner cell phones 
I'm going to go buy cell phones right now. But I will be, in answer to Shane's earlier question, I will be sad if Kim's not on the show. Yeah, I'll be sad if she's on the show too, but I, I, you know, it's, 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 you know, sometimes you gotta put an animal down, cause it's dying. You know, sometimes you gotta do something. Are you suggesting euthanasia? No, no, no. The relate, to the relationship, yes. <laughs> Not Next season, to... Jimmy starts becoming a lawyer for people that are fighting for their right to die. <laughs> he wakes up, <laughs> like they wake up and he's got a pillow over something, he's like, shh, 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 shh. It's a different kind of show <laughs> altogether. Uh, thank you so much everybody for listening. Until next week, I've been Trent, his name has been Shane. Adios. And his name has been Nick. I think we should only use our powers for good. Nice. I was wondering what you would go with. Oh, um, and a happy Thanksgiving to all our Canadian listeners this weekend. Holy shit, oh, it's, it's Canadian yeah. Thanksgiving? Happy Thanksgiving, Canucks. And I realized that I wore my glasses halfway to the bathroom and took them off, put them on my desk. So I sat down and I was like, huh. damn, forgot my glasses. So I had to run back and get them. So, uh, you're going to have to see where I kick your ass in the quiz day. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Huh?